Hey everyone, this is your co-DM Devin, and I want to thank you for tuning in to the D4 Podcast. Hey everyone, and welcome to D4, where I, Devin, and I, Dustin, co-DM a 5th edition game of Dungeons & Dragons. Yeah! Yes! Right. This weekend is Extra Life's Tabletop Appreciation Weekend. Um, We are currently at 110 raised, uh, thanks to all of the amazing donations for everybody. Again, this is probably... A really important it is a really important year it is it is everybody's being hit real hard and uh those kids out there that need your help um just even if it's a dollar and if you can't donate that's fine spread the word yep uh but our goal for tonight is uh to reach 250 dollars. and when we reach that goal uh we will give away a rainbow set of die hard dice's d20s and when we hit a thousand we will give away a set of mahogany obsidian level up dice. So uh, they are gorgeous. Um, we are not expecting to hit a thousand tonight, but we would like to try and hit 250 tonight to give away those diehard uh, dice d20s, which are gorgeous. Uh, and it is their tabletop appreciation weekend. So, yeah. um, and uh, once again, as you can see, we have the incredible, lovable, wonderful Petunia Potts. Ray Berry is joining us again. And we are so Hello. happy. Let's have more fun torturing Harold. <laughs> um, let's get to some sponsors. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Know what August month is? That is the anniversary month of D&D Beyond. And to help celebrate that, we're giving away a source book bundle tonight. Uh, type in hashtag beyond to register for that. What is the source book bundle? It's a lot. Uh, the Player's Handbook, Dungeon Master's Guys, Monster Manual, Sword Coast Adventures Guys, Vol Guide to Monsters, Xanthar's Guide to Everything, Mordenkaiser, Tome of Foes, Wayfinder's Guide to Everon, Guildmaster's Guide to Raptica, Everon Rising for the Last Four Explorers, Guide to Wild Mount, Mythic Odyssey of Theros and Acquisitions Incorporated, Source Force of Wills, Mordenkaiser's Venus, Tvalio Tome, and One Grung Above, and the Tortle Package. That's the Tortle Package right there. Oh, no, no. You know, Ethan, I laid it up, and then you just slam dunked it. Boom. That's what we do. That's, that's what, what we do we here. Do. And that's we, what D&D Beyond's about. Quick credit. Um, because of this is a month, if you subscribe during this month, you also get the Dice of Healing, which I have heard from my uh, comrades and also from myself. They make the finest sound. They really do. They're it's really a good fun. reminder to buy potions of healing. Last time I did that, I got yelled at. Don't be weird with your potions of healing <laughs> during your game. And that won't happen. Uh, players and dms out there try to make good potions of healings rule but yeah then beyond um hashtag beyond place it in the chat hey everybody goblin katie here to talk to you about beetle and grimm's pandemonium warehouse i wanted to point out some of the very cool things you can get on their site like this awesome shirt that i'm hoping is spaced right um sales from this shirt this is their pride shirt it actually benefits the trevor project and then they have a black and red one like this with the dinosaur box and the dude. They're fabulous. They're awesome. Go check it out. And in kind of huge news, they're putting out a silver edition of Rime of the Frost Maiden because it sold out with the platinum edition box. You can, however, get on a waiting list for the platinum edition if you choose to do that. Head on over to their Twitter page and they have directions posted for how you can sign up to get on the waiting list. But if you'd rather not take the chance, you can for 175 get an absolutely amazing silver edition, which has all of the, the core rules for Icewind Dale, 
It's got characters that are pre-genned. It's got jewelry. It's got maps. It's really cool. It's a lot of the, the core awesome things from the Platinum Edition. So head on over to beetleandgrims.com to check that out and make sure to give them a follow on Twitter. That's me. I'm dumb. Hi, I'm Ethan. <laughs> and you know the best thing about me not realizing that that happened and I, I should have been talking is that I'm flexible. And you know what else is flexible? The new weapons at Eldritch Foundry, like nunchucks and flails and all sorts of cool things. They have little chains. You can go on their Twitter right now and see the gif of it in action. It is actually really, really cool. And if you're not wanting to have your crazy monks with your nunchucks or your your characters with flails, they also have a new evil general that you can use for a more realistic setting. Say you have like a war setting or something for your tabletop. It's the perfect way to capture your characters, no matter what setting they're from. They're fantastic. They're the best high quality miniatures you can get. If you have your own 3D printer, you can get everything you need to print them at home. It's, I think it's only two bucks for that, uh, two ninety nine. So it's amazing deal. Eldritch Foundry, check it out. And if you could put it, put in uh, hashtag Eldritch, I, I promise you I can speak. If you put in hashtag Eldritch, then you can actually get your own miniature tonight that you can customize yourself. Hello. Hi. How are you? Look, I I knew it was my turn to talk and didn't make it weird. So kudos me. Um, anyways, so you want to know what's really fun? Dying. I love dying and death and talking about it, coming back, doing it again. And you want to know what's really, really fun is to listen to people talking about dying. So obviously you need to check out Rock Punches brand new show that you can check the episodes back up on YouTube called Dead Air, where Molly and Torin talk about deaths in movies. And so far, they've done Twister yes. and The Patriot. So there'll be more to come, more deaths, ridiculous deaths, funny deaths, weird deaths, all the death. It's just something we like to do here. And in addition to liking spooky stuff, my own podcast, who I'm working with Rock Punch on, Quantum the Macabre, is on a very short streaming hiatus and will be back October 8th, but there'll still be new episodes coming out on all of the podcast apps for the next few weeks until then. So, you know, you still got that, just not the stream. On to you, Rhea. Um, also, uh, Wednesday... Wednesday. At video games starts on Rock Punch. So Sweet. Excited moving over there. It should be a lot of fun. And Yay. I just wanted to say about Dead Air, this technically isn't a movie, but I hope at some point that our deaths on this show get covered by Dead Air because, wow, Harold getting crushed by a rock elemental, wasn't it wonderful? But anyway, if you love us and if you want to support us in everything that we do, we have lovely merch that makes equally as amazing sounds as the Dice of Healing at d4dnd.com. It's shirts, mugs, pint glasses, wine glasses, shot glasses, everything to enjoy that's made of glass and not glass at d4dnd.com. And without further ado, let us immerse ourselves into the Chronicles of D4. So last time on differential doting and deft disguises. The BFGs informed the magists and protectors about what happened in the theater 
and met head MP Alcoria Stonemere, an old dwarven archmage who once owned uh, their tavern, Trollstone. Finley takes two of the bodies with her, claiming jurgal, uh, jurisdiction. Voss, in the backstage, is in a standoff with the dancer who asks who or what he is and why he is following her. Voss reveals he knows her from his past and tries to convince her he is an ally and a friend. Before he can get too far into the conversation, one of the other cast members comes running up as, uh, and she leaves. As he makes his way outside to the rest of the group, the BFGs return home. On the way, Harold offers Petunia a chance to see the city from the sky and fly. He levitates up with her and the two share an intimate, intimate moment looking over the night skyline of the city. V heads off to bed a bit distraught and Seisha follows to check on her. V reveals that her birthday tomorrow will be the first one without her grandmother. Seisha gives her some words of encouragement and a hug and heads off to bed to snuggle Biblio, where she learns she has left him at Renair's the past few days and immediately freaks out and runs out to get him. When arriving to Renair, she finds that uh, <clears throat> the Branderthal Villa smells awful, and she finds a vase tipped over with very stagnant water. She finds Biblio and cuddles up on the couch near him for the night. But Voss helps Vinley dismember the Zentarum bandits uh, she brought back from the theater and animates them into skeletons. While doing this, she reveals to Voss that she doesn't like being touched because it feels like someone is shocking her. But when he touched her, it felt like Savard, her familiar butterfly, was in her stomach and doing cartwheels. She had no idea what this feeling means and if he had any idea of what to do. He awkwardly said he would look into it and to do what he could to help to figure it out, as long as she kept him updated on the situation in a roundabout way. As everyone sleeps, Voss is awakened by a dagger against his throat, and as he stirs, he finds the Black Viper over him who startles at his sudden wakefulness and slits the side of his throat. She jumps back and tells him to drink a potion at the end on the end table, which he does without question feels the truth serum take effect immediately. She then asks him to tell her the truth. He reveals her name is Mello, and he and her grew up together at an orphanage in Daggerford before being sold to Bracken the Black and the Reforged Ring, which he tells her he used to work for. She was sold to someone else when they were 10, and he hadn't seen her since. Trying to keep her stoic expression, she takes in everything and then disappears out the window. Voss trying to stop her, but she too quick. He yells after her, they bought you. Harold, hearing his screams, comes rushing down to check on him. After a few truthful back and forths, he tells Voss that he's here for him. And all he needs to do is ask, because he's his friend and like a brother. But the next day, the group gets disguised uh, by Harold and heads to the black market run by something called the Winter's Wind and tied to the Zentarum in Manchu. They make their way to the location Harold got from his rumor hunt hunting and pay a hefty fee to enter a massive extra-dimensional bazaar where they see hundreds of shops, vendors, and even Mama Uwe, who is shopping for some rare components. The group splits up for a day of shopping as Petunia, Vinli, and Seisha head to a tome store V and Harold go shopping for V's birthday, 
and Voss heads to a smithy, where he finds they are selling Gathalian steel. That is where we start tonight's episode. Voss, you stare down the gleaming armor the bugbear woman points out to a few nobles, although they do not seem to be from Waterdeep. As she continues to show them, she pulls down one of the gauntlets from the hanging rack above. You watch as the metal itself literally conforms to her body as she puts it on. The steel and mercury-like metal no longer looks like swirling Damascus, but instead shimmers like mirrored chrome hands. Your mind instantly recalls to the eerily similar shimmering chrome hand of Manchun that destroyed his own identical simulacrum before he murdered Flynn. As you go to approach, you hear the cries of an unsatisfied customer. Hey, Grix, you sold me a shoddy weapon, shattered the tip against the blade. Let's see if it shatters against you. In a flash, the hooded man rushes through the crowd as he leaps into the air to come crashing down upon the bugbear. As he lands, you hear a clash of metal ring out before the man is thrown back by the pissed off woman. As she stands amongst the crowd, you see a small chrome buckler meld back into her arm into the metallic opera glove-like bracer. A few others in the crowd hold down the assailant as you hear the clatter of armed guards make their way towards the booth. It's as light as Mithril, and as I said, perfectly made for every wielder, reactive to your intuition. Weapons start at 1,500. The full plate is 4,000. As you hear the bugbear woman continue to sell the, sell the wares, what do you do, boss? Um, looking at a longer selection, the first thing I would like to do, because that was a very brazen move, could I make, could I kind of like glean and see if this attack was legitimate or was there to sell the wares? Uh, that was my thought too. <laughs> go ahead and make uh, an insight, insight check. check. Yep. Certainly. Um, sorry. One second. There we go. Twelve. Twelve? Um, yes. You're unsure from her side, but from his side, it seemed legitimate. Like, okay. what he said in the blade that you saw looked like a broken dagger. But, uh, so from his side, definitely was pissed off, but she probably took it as an excellent uh, time to help sell her wares. Yep. I, would, I would like to approach... Um, this area that's selling the Scathalon steel. Mm-hmm. Um, you say weapons started at a thousand? Fifteen hundred. Uh, with, hmm, it's a lot. What do they have here that's made of Scathalon steel? Uh, you see a small assortment of weapons, basically, uh, you know, a blade, a blunt. Um, there's mm. range, though, that you see. Everything, mm. all melee. Um, and as you approach, there's a crowd that's just con- like I said, or like we said last time. This crowd around here is like one of the more popular booths as they swarm this area. But a lot of them aren't talking to Cricks, uh, who you heard the name yell out of the bugbear. Um, they're talking to the the other corner of this booth where a lot of looks like gently used weaponry or 
illicitly obtained weaponry may uh, be being sold. <clears throat> the bugbear seems to only be speaking to higher society people. Understood. While I have no intention of buying anything that's made of Gathalon steel, as I look upon the weaponry, I am looking for any kind of any in my travels. Like there, I know that there are certain rescues to weapons and markings made on smiths that kind of denote possibly where they are from. By gleaning these weapons, can I get an idea of do I see anything distinct about them that may mark where they came from or runes or relics that I may not understand but that I could memorize? Uh, you can make a perception check. Thank you. <laughs> Again, terrible. 11. Yeah, you, you just looking over as you kind of get closer to the rack, just seeing what you can see and nothing stands out. There doesn't appear to be a maker's mark or anything on any of these weapons. Yeah, as you're looking over, it does look master masterfully crafted, though, yep. as someone has forged steel with this silvery mercury type substance into a very fine Damascus. And like I said, it looks as almost the Damascus moves itself. Um, and the woman, uh, the bugbear selling this, mm -hmm. looks distinct? Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, she looks like she should be more, like, working at the dock side at, at a docks and less of, like, in some, like, middle-of-the-swamp farming village, mm -hmm. uh, less than here selling very expensive wares. Uh, Do I see a anywhere hidden on her body markings of the Zentarum, Xanathar, or Reforged Ring if she's not wearing gloves? Um, she's pretty covered head to toe. You okay. see, like, her face and her, she's not wearing gloves, and from what you can see, there are no markings. Okay. I would like to, while I will go over to the secondhand wares area, I would like to see... Um, Amongst the faces that look like they're going to buy Gathalon steel. Okay. If I can, like, while I'm doing this business, kind of see who's buying it. Got it. Yeah, you can use your passive uh, to watch because your passive is pretty good. It's like a 15. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. You're watching, and you notice that it's a lot of nobles from uh, ports, all, uh, ports and cities all around Faerun. Yeah. Mm. You can see just from your travels and, and going up and down the Sword Coast that there are people wearing the purple colors of Cormier. There are people wearing the desert desert garm um, of Kalimshan. There is just a wide variety of cultures here, not just water yeah, you see, Yeah, you see like uh, shoguns uh, from Karatur and you like all across Faerun. Yep. Hmm. Well, I keep an eye on who buys, but knowing that this is well off my price range, um, even having borrowed money from Mert, I starts at fifteen hundred. Voss internally it is hard for him to believe that price, even for a master class of a weapon. That's non magical. What's weird is that there is there's no specific weaponry. There is bladed, blunted, and piercing. Yeah. And that, like, there's no longsword, shortsword, daggers. It is just generic sections of these. 
And yet you get the, like, I would get the feeling that it's worth it. These people have come a long way to buy essentially what look like to be generic weapons. These people, you, while you're in the market, you notice people from all across Faerun. These are mm -hmm. not just water deviants that are in this market. Mm -hmm. So um, whether that means that they specifically came to this shop or they're just here is hard to discern. Okay. But in any case, I take note of what I can of that area and then move to where I guess the common folk buys their wares. Are you looking for anything in particular? Yes. I'm looking for a whip. Um, they have a whip. also also any kind of like specialty whips and specialty daggers. Um, rapiers would be nice, but I'm looking for they have stuff rapiers. within my stuff within my price range. Uh, as you start looking over this, these are cheap. Really, yes. very cheap. Well made. I mean, they're, they're made varies varies, but they're that they are well loved. Understood. Um, There's varying degrees. Yes. There are some that are nicer. There are some that are worse. Yeah. Uh, and it's more so kind of a grab bag. You don't get to pick out like, oh, I want that one. I would like to look for a fine whip. Um, you get a whip. A whip. How much is this whip? One gold. That is cheap. May I inspect <laughs> this whip to see how whether it is? Yeah, go ahead and um, let's see. Give me an intelligence check. Sure. That's better. Twenty-one. Twenty-one. It it has seen some use, but not a whole lot. It looks like it is um, very well made and tightly wound uh, with a nice hide that you can't really identify. Um, as it, as it swirls between like a uh, like a dark maroon and almost a uh, black. Yep. As it is woven together that way. Um, there's a, uh, there's like a nick or two, but it looks fine. Yeah. Excellent. Uh, I buy it. Okay. Having investigated, I give one gold. Yep. The Any shopkeeper weapons you want to get while you're here? Yes. Is there anything here um, that perhaps looks weathered? And I imagine I may have to make a roll for this. Things that may be overlooked, things that given I've had kind of a career as a mercenary, I may notice that others may not. Something that's being overlooked because of its age or because of its state that could potentially be repaired into something greater or just may have value they don't see. Uh, make an investigation check. Yeah. Not bad, not bad. 19. Um, you look over and you're like looking for what you're looking for, and there is not. Everything mm. here is, m m for lack of a better word, mundane weaponry. Uh, okay. They know exactly what they have, and they know exactly what they've put out, or just it, someone else has already done what you're doing and has grabbed what there is. You're not sure, but there is nothing unique or overlooked here. Yes. Okay. Then all I would look for in that case would be um, a decent uh, boot knife. Okay. Um, and uh, 
say like I'm looking for small, very small uh, knives that could be hidden either in boots or gloves. Like dart size? Yeah, even that size. There are they they have darts. There's no like beyond being a dagger. There's no like blades that are like that. Okay. Um, and do I and okay, so do I see anything that would be of a higher quality than the rapiers I currently have? No. Okay. Then I take my whip. Value, not not greater. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but if I, you buy a dagger, they're one gold here. And if you want to buy darts, you could. I will buy three daggers then here. You can buy three daggers. And that is where I will end my little excursion here then. Um, as I leave, tuck the whip underneath my belt. Um, and kind of try to get one last passing glance without looking too conspicuous at the nobles, their colors, everything like that, to just keep an eye on them and where they're going. Because while I won't do it here, the thought of thievery is entering into my mind. Okay. okay. Got it. But that is, if uh, that's all I can find, that's all I find. That'll be my shopping excursion. Uh, as you are leaving, you see the man who attacked the proprietor over a dispute of craftsmanship quality for goods that are obviously being fenced. He is kneeled by a large white dragonborn in black full plate. A young Zentarum thug stands nearby in chainmail wielding a crooked longsword as a hobgoblin in arcane taverns places her hand on the forehead of the assaulter as, uh, as she leaves a glowing arcane mark upon him. You have violated the rules of conduct and attacked a business. You are hereby banished and sentenced to never return. As you watch the icy silver serpent bracelet shatter against his wrist, his form slowly fades away like ashes in the wind. Huh. He did not scream out. He did not seem to be in pain. But he vanished. Yep. Boss? takes note of this and is learning the rules of this place rapidly and is making a mental note of all of them as he does, but he will not intervene. Okay. Um, so as um, we move on, um, go ahead and make me a survival check. Me? Yeah. yeah okay. Let me get that out of the way now. Sure. Uh, not too bad. Thirteen. Uh, okay, cool. So you are fine. You make your way to the next uh, section, which we'll get to uh, in a moment. And once we get to a certain point, we're going to let you know how we're kind of going to do things. It's going to help the shopping episode move along a little bit quicker and flow a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but there is a few things that we want to get before we get into that. Uh, we're going to uh, Harold and B. And... Um, Harold, as you go to leave the blind unicorn, there's an item that catches your eye. It was not pointed out to you, but you noticed it. It appears to be a statue of a herring fish carved from ruby and what appears to be a goat made of ivory tucked in, embedded in the inside. There's something about this item that draws your attention before you <clears throat> nearly choke 
on its own spit as you see <laughs> the price tag of 5,000 dragons, Ooh. an item called the Crimson Leviathan. Uh, is there someone to ask what it is? Uh, there is the um, silver-haired girl with the bright um, eye. Right, right. Yes, I'm going to... Excuse me. Um, would you mind, just real quick before I go, explain what, what, what this is? Oh, that. Well, that, is a, whew, that is a very rare item that we have. We have only ever had the one. Um, and it... Let's just say that it makes talking to people very... Is that so? It is. And it, in fact, so well that people have a hard time forming words around you while you are in possession of this. Your words are so captivating that others just fumble over their own words in your presence. Harold, don't you already do that? 5,000 gold, no coming down on that? Yeah, he looks over, he's like, you know what? Let's not even go down that road. Uh, 5,000 gold sounds like a perfectly reasonable price. Mm. Shore look at you, and then look at the thing, takes the price tag off, replaces it, and now says 6,000 6, gold. And he, like, lifts the key. He's like, I really appreciate the key, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> and I will grin over to V and go, okay, where are you planning on heading next? I'm not sure. I honestly, the idea of curiosity of monstrosities caught my, uh, my eye. I just don't know what they could possibly have. Oh no, you don't think it's actual monsters, do you? Uh, I hope not. I really would hope not. That would be awful. I doubt it. I mean, how could you run a business that way? I, I'm thinking about going to Inspiring Hope. Inspiring Hope? Yeah. Hmm. I was also considering looking at In Plain Sight. Oh, that would be a fun one. Yeah. Wanna split up and we can meet back up together? Yeah, I guess we can do that. I really want to check out. Uh, well, okay, okay, okay. So, do you also want to go to In Plain Sight? Um, uh, I can. I'm I'm looking more at Hidden Escape. Oh, I want to go to Hidden Escape. You want to do that one first? That looks cool. Yeah. Okay, we'll do Hidden Escape. Okay. It's just an escape room. <laughs> but a really I, would, hard I would not be surprised one. in the slightest. And ever. we'll pay for it, and we will do it. Yeah, we will have a great time, and it will <laughs> be great. It'll be a good time. Dungeon crawl. All right. Yeah. Um, that's exactly what it would be. It would yep. be a dungeon crawl. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think our. Oh, there we go. Uh, uh, oh. So we're we're gonna. I think we'll we'll hold off on survival checks once we get to how we're gonna break things down. Uh, yeah. The one will probably end up rolling a survival check at some point as we determine <clears throat> time allotted. Um, but uh, go ahead and keep track of how much time you have spent. Every shop you go to is 30 minutes to browse and do so. Uh, v, everybody basically has already expended 30 minutes of travel or basically a perusing time of your total time that you have in the market. Yeah, you've got four hours. Okay, I was like, I paid for four hours, right? <laughs> okay. Yep. So um, that's... There are things that affect your time. Uh, we will let you know what those are uh, when they happen. Yep. Uh, and as you as you and Harold make your way towards Hidden Escape, we're going to make our way back to Petunia. Uh, Petunia, go ahead and make us a survival check if you don't mind. Okay. I'll just do that. <laughs> I like that confidence. 
I guess so. Fifteen. Fifteen. Not oh. bad. You're fine. Yeah. Uh, remind us, what is your passive perception again? My passive perception is. I apologize. I want to say a thirteen, but I don't believe that's it. It. It's gonna be underneath your. Uh, is a. Yeah, a ten. Excuse me. I apologize. Okay. Sorry. As you're wandering around, trying to catch up to Seisha as she left a little bit before you, mesmerized by all of the people from stretches across all corners of Faerun, the countless cultures, histories, exotic foods, and items each of them have for sale. You're even curious about some of the sentient monstrous, monstrous races and what type of civilizations they live within and what their lives might have been beyond the tale of meeting an adventurer's blade. It is during this that you accidentally run into a larger entity as you fall back and slip on a slick spot as you slide oh. and tumble into a large crate as it slams closed on top of you. <laughs> Fight your way out of the crate that it's not opening. You see through the tiniest crack, a small latch that has fallen possibly and hooked, uh, and hooked itself around a locking loop. Torrents of people walk past in massive hordes, and you cry out for help, but it seems to be muffled under the crowd. Suddenly, the crate begins to move as if you are being carried. What are you doing? Panicking! <gasps> what is happening, though? No. Oh, but you <laughs> Don't you have, like, a plus seven to panic? I mean, that's... <laughs> Ironically, she has an advantage against being frightened, but still, um, uh, she's probably going to, um, oh my lord, she's probably going to, can prestidigitation, no, I'm thinking of thaumaturgy, um, I guess she can try and use prestidigitation, there's still cracks in the box, she's gonna try and, like, make colorful <laughs> lights, uh, Flash, it looks like a little raven there. Maybe she'll get someone's attention. Oh, your mic screwed up for like a second, and you. I'm sorry. I was oh, like, did I hallucinate that? Holy like... crap, that was crazy. <laughs> sorry for that in our audio, but that's what. Yeah. <laughs> Rip headphone users. As you're as you're trying to make these these lights and sparks, it doesn't seem like whatever is is like carrying you. It seems to be going and, and as but but there's a sudden stop as you stop moving and you feel the thing sit down it's like kind of set down do you hello keep she'll she'll stop and what are you doing yeah she'll probably just kind of Hello? There seems to be no answer. Is there any space big enough to send Dr. Jones through? Oh. There, there is not. Yeah, you have like a small crack that's like this, and you can see like a little metal latch that's kind of fallen in front. Um, is that space, would that space be small enough for my dagger to get to? Oh yeah. Yes. Okay. Dr. Jones, no. Okay. Um, then I will whip out my dagger and try and like fiddle the latch off somehow. 
Okay. okay. Yeah. Go ahead and make a dex check. And as you do, you feel the box being lifted again and moving once again as you go to open it. Wait, 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 wait! <laughs> uh, that would be a 13. Okay. As you slowly slide your dagger and you push, you actually give it enough for the latch to flip up and enough time to open the, the crate that you're in. And you pop out and you startle the turtle carrying you as he quickly retreats back into his shell. The crate violently smashes and tips over, causing you to fall back and tumble at the feet of Harold and V. But as you look up, you see a tan canvas tent with two old Mulharandi sandstone sculptures out front. Across a broken tablet-looking sign it hangs above a doorway that reads, Delving Deeper. A bit... Uh, Dunya? Whoa! What? Did you just Hi. fall out of a crate? I did. On a turtle? I guess. I wave at the turtle. I have a lot of questions. Do so you have any answers? But I don't know if I'll have the answers. Got Did it. he kidnap you or is he chill? Hey, dude. I don't think so. I, I don't I don't think anyone was he... trying to know. Peers up and he sees you waving and he starts doing sign language. Oh, oh no. no. Uh, Korean languages? I only know how to do my name. Yeah. A absolutely, you cast Comprehend Languages and you can absolutely- I, had it, I think I had it going from before. Oh wait, no, probably wore off, didn't it? Uh, no, how long? It, yeah, no, you- No, it lasts an hour. You've only been going oh, for- so, okay. Yeah, so, yeah. so, and you can, with Comprehend Languages, you can't sign back, but you can interpret what he is saying. And he's like, what happened? Why were you in my crate? Who are you? <laughs> like, um, Is he talking about how great my code is? No, he's really cool asking code. why I was in his crate, and I, it was an accident. I don't know. I think I tripped. Uh, I think it was an accident. I think she tripped. We should just go. I uh, will just leave I'm you sorry. here with your crate. And he looks over at this place's, this title, this place, Delving Deeper. Oh. Well, I mean, it's right here. We might as well just take a look. I she... mean, <laughs> okay. Do, do I have an idea of, like, how much it might cost to replace the crate for him? <laughs> Uh, a crate would be uh, of that size, probably like five to eight silver. Yeah. Okay. She'll hand him. You're too sweet. Good lord. And and like he's sorry like, about breaking your crate. And when you speak to him, you see his eyes narrow, like squinting towards you, as if to very focus. Like he focuses very intently on your lips. She enunciates oh. very carefully. Uh, and. Uh, you watch as, as he, he, he looks and looks over and he goes as as he signs thank you and Do you have a piece of paper? You could write him a note. And he takes it and he like goes over to and like picks up the few things that were in there and kind of like holds them before he goes and tries to find a new crate and kind of looking back and shakes his head. Um, <laughs> now you know why he could not hear your screams. Yep. Oh! Right, I tried uh, to rave. <laughs> Well, uh, but what are you guys doing? I guess as long as- I guess as... we'll be delving deeper. Why not? I don't not? know what this is. I don't know what any of is these it... are, to be honest. I'm just going by cool titles. 
can I ask somebody near me, like, hey, do you know what delving deeper is? Sure. Make a investigation check. Oh, I love investigation. It uses my brilliant mind, which is so strong. Oh, actually, it was pretty good. I was waiting for a bad roll. 17. <laughs> uh, someone um, you pass by and they're like, oh, yeah, I, I think it's like an archaeological shop or something like that. I don't know. Harold looks over to see Petunia's, which I'm assuming is her in-play face. Uh, well, may not be for you, V. Uh, do you want to meet, meet back up? Yeah, we can meet back up. Yeah, I'm gonna, back I'll, up. I'll just go check out the curiosity if you want to do hidden escape after this. Yeah, sounds good to me. And I hold okay. up my fist. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't want to. If if you guys had something planned, but I, I'm 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 going in there. It. I'm, it's I'm fine. Going in there. It's we got time. I guess I'll go see what curiosity of monstrosities. Yes, do tell. I want to know. I am so curious. <laughs> he jumps a bit and she like moves off. And he's like, that was one All right, that's intense. I'm just very. <laughs> I'm uh, my curiosity is peaked. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, and then I guess we'll go inside. Yeah, as the two of you walk in, you are bombarded with the sight of a collection of old archaeological finds. Strange totems and trinkets from all across Toril. Effigies, masks, ancient deteriorated weapons, jewelry, and more, all displayed behind arcane protected glass. You walk past a shelf that has a jar filled with a muddy red liquid labeled sarcophagus juice from inside a magically sealed black sarcophagus. Warning, probably cursed. Negative 250 DR. 2,500. Sorry, sorry, 2,500 DR. You wander through and find a yellowish blob mass labeled Tomb Chief. Negative 1,700 DR. And another hunk of brown mass that looks almost indistinguishable from a rock labeled Butter Found in a Bog. Negative 1,800 DR. The last thing you notice is a glass-cased black granite platonic solid covered in astrological symbols on each of its sides that reads Ptolemy's divining Isacosahedron. Uh, it looks eerily similar to a d20. <laughs> Harold looks like all of this is well beyond his brain and he's just like staring at the butter. He's just locked in on this butter trying to determine why anybody would want it and he turns getting ready to make a joke, but seeing how excited she is staring at this butter, he's like, this is the coolest butter I've ever seen. It is, isn't it? I mean, you have to think about it. That they, If they dated it back that long, they had to have been doing that at the time of their civilization. It just tells a whole story about what they had to go through with 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 their cattle and and, and how society treats the the, it, there's there's a whole myriad of stories as to why there's butter in a bog. I'm, sh I mean, I would probably eat it elsewhere. Especially when this old. Yeah, I would I probably eat it. eat it at a table personally, rather than in a bog. But you know, that's civilization. We all come a long way, I think. So awesome. Is there anything here you want? So I, I can't I can't afford much, but we'll try. <laughs> yep. And as you look around, uh, sitting behind a bamboo desk is an older man plotting out something on a few unrecognizable maps while looking through a gem lens monitor. On the table, there's also this strange, like, tri-folded box. It looks kind of like a, uh, a double-folded opening cigar box. And 
in it are these uh, ivory and ebony carved uh, little totems. And it seems to create a map across it. And there is a strange, uh, like, half uh, scrying orb in the center. But as you look over this man, his, he has a pith helmet um, that has a small focused bullseye lantern strapped to the side that illuminates the pages he works on within the low-lit room. As he sees you uh, looking over this bog cheese, uh, he stands up, revealing his archaeological attire of leather suspenders covered in small pouches filled with navigator's tools, compasses, and pencils, and books. His tools, his tool belt wrapped around his dark gray jogger style riding breeches, tucked into his knee-high buckled boots that look uh, worn and muddy. He carries an assortment of small hammers, picks, brushes, and spades. He looks up at you, uh, looks up at you, and twists his stark white curled Van Dyke mustache. Ah, welcome to delving deeper. I am Professor James Anji, but you, you can call me Jim. I have everything you need to start your adventures in dungeon delving and archaeological discoveries. Let me know if there's anything I can help you find. I'm sure we can dig up the answers you're looking for. <laughs> I'm sure we could. Um, I, I'm not really the expert on this. Uh, I'm really going to rely on Petunia here. Um, Petunia. Um, no, I'm not an expert either. Oh, well, then let's mm -hmm. just take a look around. Um, I, I point immediately to the D20. What, what is that? <laughs> that there is an old divining rune from years back. A civilization used it to tell the future. <laughs> How ridiculous is that, right? I mean, um, <clears throat> that, that, that's uh, pretty interesting. Uh, and he kind of looks over at the D20. How much is it? Oh, that is not for sale. That is display only. It is priceless. It looks like it, it is. A like lot of these items in here probably are. Uh, allow me to show you what's not. And, uh, as, as you're saying that, you look around all the things that are protected behind arcane glass. Yes, you are correct. But throughout the area are stalls and hangers and stuff like that, as he said, to get you started on your delving deeper needs and other things that might be useful in the wilds. Yep. So that, there are there's chalk, climber kits, grappling hooks, lanterns, rope, shovels, tents, collapsing poles, and even some unique items like goggles that tells you, ah, these, these let you see in the dark. If you're ever, you know, down and delving deep into the, uh, the hidden unknowns, you, for those of you who, uh, you know, aren't born with, uh, sight, then, uh, that you can see in the darkness, then these here will do it. Uh, he, he shows you a couple of things. There's, um, a, a book that kind of stands out to you that is for sale. It says, The Discoveries of Bastrin the Delver, and it looks like a new copy, but written from, as you look it over, written from something that has been translated uh, from something long, long ago. Uh, you see something that says the Order of Delver's Backpack. Um, there's other crazy things. There's uh, a bloodstone idol that looks like a, a tall, lanky giant. Um, there is uh, a bubble to dome that just sits on a shelf. There is orbs of clear and colored crystals. Um, there is a green gem. Uh, there is what appears to be a small folded up stack of wood. Uh, there is also a 12-sided die that is for sale. Yes. How much, how much is that one? 
That one there is 1,200 gold. Dodedron of Doom. Wow, what? is it really what it's called? It is exactly what it's called. Wow. Uh, what what exactly does it do? Ah, yes, you can throw it up to 60 feet and uh, a random magical effect happens. It's quite fascinating. That yep. is fascinating, but I, uh, as, as much as I could have, I wish I could afford that right now. And as much as I would love to show boss that just so he slapped me around the head, I, I'm not going to do that. Instead, I'm going to make Voss proud. How much for one of those grappling hooks? Uh, that there, scroll up, there you go, uh, 18 silver, but, uh, and, uh, as, uh, there's also, uh, other things like a rope that you don't need a grappling hook for. Is that so? Hey, it just, you tell it what to do and it goes up, ties off, and knots itself. How much for that? Ah, 275 gold. Oh. <laughs> or um, having a... You're having a problem, and you're, you're finding your, your rope being cut or broken. Then this here, and he holds up a rope, pulls out a dagger, cuts it in half. And, and then folds it in his hand and pulls it apart, and it's mended back together. Oh, how much for that one? A 50 gold. Hmm. And it always comes back together when you fold it like that? It does. So if we needed two ropes and a pinch, we could do that and then fold them back together conceivably. We would have a slightly shorter one, but absolutely. Right, yeah. Um, okay. Hmm. Look at my baby boy buying useful things. <laughs> growing up so much. <laughs> we can be. Uh, but this, as he holds up the folded wood, is one of my favorites. What is that? It's a boat. That's a boat? Yep, it's a folding boat. Folds up, <sighs> nice little compact thing to fit right in your pocket. How much does it cost? 800 gold. 800 gold, that's a good price. What are those little crystal spheres right there? Uh, this here is a drift globe. It's 80 gold. Uh, you say the command word and it lights up with light and hovers right behind you. There's a cleansing stone, which uh, does prestidigitation and cleans anything it touches. Harold thinks about how much Vinley would be thrilled if he bought this and then decides he really shouldn't. <laughs> uh, but if you're really, and he pulls out a coin, this here is a coin of delving. It sheds a light in a five foot radius. And when you drop it in a distance greater than five feet, it issues a melodious ringing sound when it hits the surface. That way you can tell how deep those pit traps are. That's pretty good stuff. He looks over that at the is any of this stuff leaping out at you? I could do uh, some of what some of these things already provide. I imagine a lot of delvers probably aren't also wizards. This is true. Not usually, but every now and then, you know. Um, he's gonna. Oh, uh, I I think I'm gonna. He's like as fancy as that rope is. Uh, I think I'm gonna save the money and just get my grappling hook. Um. But yeah, I think I want a grappling hook. All right, go ahead and uh, that'll be okay. Seventeen silver. 18. I think eighteen. Alrighty. Petunia will will look around and be like, I don't think I need to to purchase anything here, but just getting to get up and close with these things is 
Give this. Sort of a, a gift on its own. From Faster in the Delver, one of the greatest of all of Faerun. Do you happen to know a man named Finnegan Jones? Or Fagan Jones, excuse me. How do you know that name? Petunia <laughs> <laughs> reevaluates her decision to, to, to drop that name. Um, but she goes, well, my father used to be his assistant back in the day. I would occasionally go on with, go with him on those archaeological trips. I see. Well, if you want a real archaeologist, you can mm. talk to old Jim Andre here. <laughs> oh, no. Harold's, Harold's like, uh, puts some silver down. He's like, I, I think we should probably head out. <laughs> uh, uh. You're fired. Out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> Harold, also, um, the more you talk to this guy, his voice sounds familiar, and his face a little bit, too. Although, the last time you saw him, he was a little younger. And you were what? in a Oh. As the guy that was like, go out and find him. You're our only hope. He looks over and he's like, have we met? I never forget a face. That didn't answer my question. You don't. But if you're not going to buy anything else, then I think it's time to leave. All right. Reason I had to open shop because my career is in ruins. Why is... <laughs> All right, I'm gonna go ahead and leave on that. <laughs> I think we just saw Dustin's favorite NPC. Yeah, Dustin's, <laughs> Dustin's been waiting weeks for that. They both have. It was fun, a lot of fun to write. Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> but is there anything, Petunia, that you'd look over anymore? Anything that you might be looking for that isn't mundane um, in the shop or whatever? Uh, he did try and sell you the book. Uh, that you looked through about Fashion the Delver, and you look, and it seems to be a nice catalog of ancient ruins throughout Beirut. How much is it? 200 gold. Got it. Yeah, I'm gonna get it. Uh, so you can go ahead and make a note that you have the discoveries of Faster in the Delver. We'll 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 send a uh, we'll copy it into the, the chat. So Sweet. But what this does is you will now have advantage on any intelligence and wisdom checks while in ruins. Yep. About the ruins. Yep. Yeah. So. Oh my. You hear that, God. guys? Yep. Just that means go. you're going to be in ruins at some point. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> so we are now. <laughs> so if we destroy a temple, does that count as ruins? And then we get that bonus then. Yeah, the loophole. We have a plan, and Petunia's the linchpin. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it, uh, if you want to add the actual item to your character sheet, it is Elder Cartographer's Glossography. Um, but. Uh, we can add that to you as well. But uh, okay. else for, that you want from this shop, then we can move on to the next one uh, and kind of explain how we're going to do it from, from here on to kind of help speed the shopping episode up just a bit. We're going to take it shop by shop. Instead um, of person by person. Instead of person by person. So 
you may you may or may not be at that shop at the same time, but we're gonna do do it shop by shop so that way you can just spend your money and get it from there and then have your interactions if you so wish. And then and then we'll roll our survival checks at the end of that shop for whoever was at that shop for you to determine on if there is any time lost or gain or here on here. Um Seisha, yes. what shops are you interested in? Um I wanted to go to informing you. And if I have time, which I'm hoping I do, curiosity of monstrosities. Y'all knew that was coming. <laughs> okay. Um, we also, I think you messaged me and you said you want, you were interested oh. in sharing hope. Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, absolutely. And uh, Vinley, do you remember which one you wanted to go to? I wanted to go to. Uh... Curiosity of Monstrosities and Helping Hearts. Okay. Uh, v? I think you said- I'm going, Yeah, I'm going to Curiosity of Monstrosities. And, and then you were also interested in In Plain Sight? Oh, I'm interested in In Plain Sight and Hidden Escape. Okay. Okay. Uh, Harold? Uh, I, I see. I, so I've used one hour. That gives me three hours left. So I'll do Hidden Escape. Inspiring hope. Um, I want to go to Thieves Can. If nobody else is going, I'm going. Uh, that is interested in Thieves Can. Uh, I think you also said you mentioned about Helping Hearts. Yes. Yes, okay. absolutely. Okay. And if there is time, second skin. Okay. If there's time. I was going to say that too. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, if there's time for me to secondhand Smiths. I was curious about. Okay. So we all want to go everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> we want to go everywhere. Danielle, are you uh, looking to go? I was looking at inspiring hope and helping hearts. Okay. Okay. And uh, the man that has eight hours of time. What do you want? <laughs> um, off the top of my head, uh, started the secondhand Smiths. The Elixirium is where I'm going next, but these can form you Hidden Escape, Secret Garden, and the Blind Unicorn are all places I'd like to go. So, absolutely. So we're gonna start. Let's go to uh, Curiosity of Monstrosities. Yes, I want to know because my curiosity is fucking beat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, Seisha, Vinley, V, and Harold. <laughs> oh, Harold, Harold, you didn't say that. So, uh, Seisha, Vinley, and V are heading towards Curiosity of Monstrosities at various points in the day. Um, uh, let's see. If everyone would go ahead and make your survival check. Make a survival check. Yeah. Aha! Natty 20, Natty 20. <laughs> I got a 15. I also got a 15. Okay. Oh, you're all fine. 21! That's my Natty 20. <laughs> <laughs> Navigate the labyrinth of shops and make your way over to the Curiosity of Monstrosities. Okay. Uh, standing and towering 10 feet out amongst a sea of crates and cages is an Adonis of a man. This shirtless, iridescent gray skin uh, humanoid with warm, white glowing eyes 
is dressed in gladiatorial strips of black leather over a tamarind-colored skirt. He adjusts his single leather scout pauldron as he leans against a single 20-foot-tall tree growing from the center of his stall. And as you pass by and look around his open, uncovered area, you see a myriad of eggs in every size, shape, and color. A small catches your attention as you see two small, brilliantly white folds in an iron cage. With your quick glance, you see every crate assigned with numbers way beyond your price range. But some of the names you can see uh, are dragon eggs, abyssal chicken eggs, hippogriff egg, phoenix egg, coadal egg, unicorn foal, Pegasus foal, Kirin egg, Dryad's tree, Owlbear egg, Hydra egg, and Bahir eggs. And the cheapest is 12,000 gold. Those would be the Cadbury creams. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. So you guys um, sell eggs? The massive individual looks at you and we sell many curiosities here. Are you looking for a companion to raise as your own? You know, the idea sounds nice, but unfortunately it looks like you guys are a bit out of my price range, but I don't mind perusing. Then peruse elsewhere. Oh, okay, my bad. <laughs> um, but yeah, you can like, Without walking in, you can get a quick glance at everything that's kind of open. <laughs> How much yeah. is the phoenix egg? The phoenix egg? Yeah. How much is it? Yes. 275,000 gold. <laughs> Sorry, Akira. Well, now we know what to do with the stone. <laughs> we can buy one thing. Yeah, I was going to say... I'm going to try to go and get money from Mert, but I don't think I can get that much. <laughs> Uh, Vinley, like, kind of slowly walks by, sees the label, sees the price tags, doesn't break stride, continues walking to the next shop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. this shop did not cost 30 minutes because you literally walked up, glanced, went, fascinating, but way out of my price range. There was no time to browse to take 30 minutes. Sasha will spend 30 minutes there interacting with the animals and asking the guy, do you know anything about taking care of mimics? Um, as, as you do, and you're, you're like, and he looks up and he goes, do I look like a daycare nursery? Buy or leave, please. Well, never mind then. I appreciate your help. And she'll turn around and leave. Um, and as you are leaving, Seisha, he turns and like shakes his head. And you see these nasty scars that run down the links of his back that almost look like slashing burn marks that are vertical. Oh. Oh. Hmm. What is the name of this place? What was it? Uh, Curious Monstrosities? Monstrosities. Yep. Duly noted. Okay. Excuse me, if, if I needed to track you down later, um, what, how would I, how would I locate your, your store? 
Do you only come here or is there some other way to find you? We are here always. Oh, okay. Thank you. Okay. And she'll leave. Um, okay. The awkward meeting at Helping Hearts. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so as you are all walking about, you notice random walls, missive boards, and other things covered in advertisements, missing posters from all across Faerun, and even a few bounty rewards, most of which are for Thebes. But of those uh, bounties, you take separate note of five rewards for everyone, excluding Petunia. Harold. How much are we worth? Harold, 100 gold. V, 200 gold. Seisha, 250 gold. Vin, 350 gold. Voss, 500 gold. So let's see, if I turn all of you in, I gold? Get what the fuck? Why am I bottom of the list? I should be top of the list. You fucking staring at this shit. I'm gonna fucking man shoot up a fucking these pieces. Harold, of- Harold. Now, what? now, do. Why do you want your reward to be higher? That makes you a bigger target. I, I just have this thing about being the top of the list. It's a thing for me. Evidently, it's, it's not important. <laughs> Vinley, when she walks by those, she turns to chuckles and goes, "Double it or no deal," and keeps walking. Uh, and these aren't all in a central location. They are all throughout the entire... Yeah, as you walk by, you've noticed it here and there. Does anyone seem to, like, double-take when we're passing by these? Nope. No? You okay, are so first. no one seems to notice, oh, hey, my face is on that poster. Harold gets a couple double-takes, but you don't know if it's because he's Harold or he's sure. Manchu. <laughs> Do I? No? No, because you look oh. like... Yeah. Oh yeah, because we're, we're, all, disguised. we're all disguised. I forgot. I about forgot that. we're all disguised. Thank God we're all disguised. I Holy got you back. I uh, have a very important question. Did they get Harold's nose right? <laughs> no. No. What is it with these people? They can't even get an artist. They fucking. They saw me. I'm killing them. Assholes. Ugh. Wait, fucking, I, it's like I don't even go out and dress up like me. Fuck it, let's go. V, I, you know, v I'm makes, not upset, I'm not upset, I'm not upset. I'm not he makes a mental note about how each poster of Harold, his nose is different in each one. I'm like, that's strange. I just really don't know what he looks like. V, you know in every single one, your last name is Gathala. Amazing. Well, they'll never catch me now. My last name's Vedarok. Yep. That's not me. You mailed me. your warrants to the wrong address. That's not me. <laughs> Another thing that at some point, all of you at some point walk past the dead body that no one seemed to pay any mind to. Seisha. Uh... <laughs> the one that you pass by, you actually see a dark, honey-skinned, bald woman in long-plated brigadine leather a surcoat whose polished brass plates look like water deviant dragons stamped with the face of a woman instead of Agaron. On the leather shoulder strap that falls to a frog holding a longsword, you see the shield badge of the ward captain. Across the top banner, you see that it reads the name Makara. 
expecting her to be handling the scene, you watch as she casually strides with a wide step over the body and continues to move through the crowd, unimpeded by duty or concern from others. Excuse me. Um, Captain Makara? You see she kind of stops and then turns towards your direction uh, as like everybody just does not address her and yeah yes hi um my, my name is Laura Seeker Seisha Valispart um do the laws not apply here is it you it just the rules of this place you see her squinting at you the rules what do you mean the laws of the city are, are, are they not I no water deep here I'm sorry I see no water deep here. That's that's what I was curious about. I was just wondering if if I'm here from water deep, so I was curious if it's um, still considered part of the city or not. Is that right, sir? Yep. <laughs> yeah, I'm not good at this. Well, whatever reason you have for disguising yourself be better and here okay. just another patron not a figure of authority right okay thank you i mean thanks she just have a good me. day shakes her head and walks away you kind of hear muttering under her breath fucking ogmites as she turns smooth <laughs> peanut butter over here really selling the disguise <laughs> I was literally just about to say, everyone, no matter where they are, literally just had a minor heart attack. <laughs> While Sasha. Yeah, Harold somewhere. Oh, somebody screwing things up. <laughs> hey, why don't you yell out your social security number while you're at it, just to make sure everybody gets the full experience? <laughs> you I forgot forget. I was in disguise again. Even yeah, you forgot your disguise as a man. <laughs> Did you forget the five wanted posters you passed? <laughs> I'm a guard captain. She just walked over a dead body, dude. I was thrown off. Dead person. Can I search the dead person? <laughs> That's what I want to see if I can find out who they are. Let's get back on this wild ride. You you look like looking down. You see they have the. A dagger at their hip, their corn coin purse is there. Um, I, I'm i gonna see if they have any sort of identification on them. Okay, make a, an investigation check. Okay. I do not take anything. As you're ru rummaging. Oh, Natty 20! As you're rummaging through this person, they're like people are like giving like just kind of glancing at you, watching to see what happens, see what you're doing. Um, but as you're looking over, uh, you see, you don't find like an ID badge or anything like that, but you do see uh, markings similar to you see a tattoo, but it is not of the Zintarum, and it is not of the Xanathar. Okay. And, um, oh man, what is it? There is the history that you learned. There is uh, from your shield. 
there is a group of uh, people devoted to an entity, and you see the symbol of that entity. Well, okay. look it up again. I think it is um, a shield with an eye. Yep. Yes. Yeah. I, I have it in my notes somewhere. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Um, <clears throat> but are you is doing there... anything else with that body? Oh no! Oh, did she? So he doesn't me? have anything with his name on it. No, no. there's no oh, name. No. Am I back? You're back. <laughs> okay. She'll close their eyes and leave them there. She'll say a small prayer to Ogma and just leave them there. Okay. Because I don't know what I can do here. <laughs> you take the knowledge of what this place offers and you leave them there. Yep. Yep, and you watch a couple of people like sigh with a little bit of relief, and a couple other people oh. sigh with like a little bit of disappointment. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're like, "Oh man, somebody's got to do it." <laughs> uh, so with that, we're going to go to the Elixirium. Um, yeah. um, go ahead and roll me a survival check, Bob. I did one as I left. Does that not count? Oh, that no, is, that's, that's right, right. That's right. You're right. You're right. Okay. Um, as you turn the corner, there is a kaleidoscope of colors that wash over the cobblestone streets and surrounding vendors. Light flashes of sunlight filtered through stained glass. Looking at the origin, you see a glass-walled room with hundreds of multicolored potions on shelves built against the glass. The sounds of violent, evervescent um, uh, bottles creating a soothing, bubbling brook that boils out of filled glass workshop. A few wary customers make their purchases and leave quickly with bowing respect and fear, taking heed to the potential bomb that this place could turn into. You, understa you understand more why as you enter and see a frantic goblin swinging from a chandelier of vials, created, creating the cacophony of, glass, of a glass wind chime in a soft storm. He is dressed in a crushed velvet corduroy purple suit and tips his hat uh, that looks like a mad hatter's hat to every customer that enters. His words are almost as frantic as his movements with small ticks that leech out from behind his large horse-toothed grin framed in a gray, wildly untamed mutton chops. Oh, hello! Welcome to the Elixorium! <laughs> Boom! What brings you in today? <laughs> uh, <laughs> greetings. Inwardly, uh, Voss is saying, mental note, do not bring Harold here. Uh, are you the proprietor of this establishment? Oh, Grux the name, what can I do for you? Bada-boom! <laughs> uh, keeping a decent distance, um, I quickly peruse around the shelves. I'm looking for something specific, uh, what I talked with Fala about before. Something that could perhaps shield my mind from outside interference if I took it. Also for anything that may pique my interest, anything I have not seen before. I imagine there's a lot in this shop. Um, um, uh, keeping my eye off of anything out of my price range. Uh, what is out of your price range? Um, the maximum amount of gold I'd be willing to spend in this place would be 500. 
Okay. There is quite a bit of you to shop here. Cool. Um, so the priority is then looking for things that could potentially shield my mind. Um, I seem to be encountering that a lot lately. There doesn't appear to be anything in here that will shield your mind. There's a couple things that can strengthen your defenses, uh, like a potion of heroism that would basically give you a bless for an hour. Mm -hmm. uh, but there's a lot of other stuff. There's a full poison section. Oh. Uh, sorry. Oh no, no, no. It's wow. an hour. Yeah. Good lord. Uh, there, there is unique potions as well as common potions. Um, Are the common potions cheaper? Yes. Yeah. And uh, a lot of things are labeled. Um, and uh, the quick rundown here: here are the potions that you see labeled. Potion of comprehend. Potion of healing. Filter of Love, Potion of Poison, Elixir of Health, Kegothan's Ointment, Potion of Fire Breath. Stop. Kegothan's Ointment. Sorry. Okay, that's 120 gold. What is it? Uh, I'll get that to you in a second. Keep going down this. Oh, sorry. No, it's okay. Potion of Fire Breath, Potion of Greater Healing, Potion of Climbing, Potion of Heroism, Potion of Invisibility, Potion of Mind Reading, Potion of Water Breathing, Potion of Animal Friendship, Potion of Diminution, Potion of Growth, Potion of Gaseous Form, Resistance, Speed, Superior Healing, and Flying are all the ones that are within your price range. The two that are out of your price range are Vitality and Clairvoyance, which are marked at six, uh, uh, 960 gold each. What does the Clairvoyance one do? Curiosities, P. Mm-hmm. So it gives you the effects of clairvoyance, and you basically are, you create an invisible sensor with a range in a location familiar to you, uh, which is within a one-mile radius that you can then look and hear and see everything in that. Interesting. Intriguing. I don't think so those are all the common potions. Okay. Um, the prices of these potions are far cheaper than you've ever seen. Ooh, that's good. Aider healing is only 150 gold. Ooh. Scotland. Scotland's my friend. Um, so, Kiagoth's ointment. I believe I've had that before at one point in time as a gift. Um, uh, Okay, it looks like a, uh, a a mason jar covered with like a leather uh, top that's been bound in rope and sealed in wax, and it has multi You can use it for multiple doses, mm. and uh, it is basically a healing salve. Yep. How much does it heal for? Two D eight plus two. Wow, how much is that? One hundred and twenty gold. I will take it. Okay. Um, These are yeah. just the mundane potions. There are also unique potions. And oils. Oils. And poisons. And poisons. Uh, everything. I want everything. <laughs> shove it all into my bag. Um, and my hands are a poor price to pay. Um, 
Definitely the ointment, as that'll be useful for everybody. And I, that's well within my price range. Um, Voss considers haggling for a moment, but then looks at the goblin and wouldn't even know where to start. And just pays the price reluctantly. He's wow. swinging and he points to a, a like a jar on the thing and he's watching you and as you put it put the payment down. He, he's like, two more gold! And you're like, ah, fuck it is. And he, he's like keenly watching you and like can look at it and knows exactly how much you have. It's crazy. Uh, Oof. Uh, but yeah, Kigat's ointment. Um, Ocean of Speed. Uh, gives you haste. How much is that? That is... 400 gold. I've already spent uh, 120, so I cannot buy that. As I am being responsible, everyone should learn. Like so <laughs> The elixirs, if you're looking over those, uh, there's awareness, mm -hmm. day, living death, night, energy... Um, Fay, glamour, nimbleness, nimbleness. blindsight, uh, magic resistance, and the uh, and shadows. And the one you don't recognize, the one you can't afford, or that it's not in the five hundred gold that you want, is potion of rest. And it is seven hundred and fifty gold. Yes. Of the oils, there's uh, armor oil, oil of health, uh, resistance oil uh, for elements, oil of accuracy. Oil of Claws, Oil of Fangs, and Oil of Slipperiness. How much is the Oil of Slipperiness? 480 gold. Oh. I brief boss briefly thinks back to that, recognizing that he actually poured that on the ground to try and get away from some guards, and is instantly regretting not hanging on to it. <laughs> um, the Elixir... God... Can go over the list of the elixirs one more time, please. Awareness, day, living death, night, energy, uh, fey, glamour, nimbleness, blind sight, magic resistance. Magic resistance. How much is that? That one is four hundred gold. Damn. Mm. What does it do? Does it do exactly what I think it does? Look at this, and it is a bland white potion that gives the. Um, you learn that it gives the drinker advantage on saving throws against magic. God, that's good. Um, max. 400 gold. No, I, I think I've spent my max, but before we go, how much are just potions of healing? Regular ones. Gold. Hmm? 40 gold. Still cheaper. I'll take one. Okay. So one, one potion of healing. And I think that's all I'm going to... So I'm going to be able to take right now. Okay. Uh, your Kyokman's ointment has four uses. Oh, awesome. Nice. But, uh, I will, as the rest of the customers do, give the goblin a wide berth and bow, as I think Harold would bow to <laughs> the man as I exit. Okay. All right. And with that, uh, we're going to move down to the... Oh, 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 you just passed it. Got it. Vinley, uh, as you're walking around, you are distracted by a small booth kiosk of oddities. 
Multiple glass cabinets and display counters are littered with countless display pieces of bones and skulls of a myriad of creatures. Numerous shadow boxes and glass cloches house ornate skeletons of serpents, avian creatures, rodents, magical beasts, and even humanoids. As you are looking over them, a dark-skinned man wearing fine Zakaran gold and green robes of nobility similar to a Persian sultan stands next to you admiring them as well. You recognize him as the man that oozed charm who bought the bulbous crimson-colored tuberous root from the hideous old crone running the herb shop. As he is looking them over, he begins to speak. Beautiful, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. They're quite um, unique. Skeleton is such a fascinating design. It is amazing. The art that the enigma of our bodies create. I've been thinking that for a while, actually. It's quite a masterpiece. Looking, Looking at the structure that holds us together. Yes. I haven't seen you around here before. What brings a sea elf such as you to the market? Resources. Hmm. And she gestures with her hands to the two people wearing masks behind her. And uh, he looks, nods, and then like almost in shock at himself is, my apologies. Allow me to introduce myself. I'm Lord Baron Arthur Morlin. I am charmed to meet such a delicious creature, especially one that commands such a cryptic entourage. Uh, She looks up at him and turns and says, you know, I thought Chuckles was quite illuminating, but he doesn't command much of anything around here. Where do you hail Dominion? Currently or where I'm from. What do you control? I'm very good at making sure things die. Things that I don't like. Things that get um, too close. And you see like a small grin start to stretch across his face. But you are not a baroness, an empress, a queen. Not that I'm aware of. Surprising. You hold the presence of someone who bleeds power. Well, I didn't say I don't have power. Obviously, that is true, as he looks back to your consorts. And she... No, go ahead. She crosses her arms in a very, like... um, She adapts a more, like, defensive posture while also keeping her neck very high because she's dealt with people like this before. And as you and as you raise, you do that, and you like kind of just raise your thing, present your, you know, to to, you know, kind of that defensive stance. You can watch his eyes fall to your neckline into your necklace for a second before looking back up at you. I see you are a member of Force Gray. Are you a Gray Hand, or I, or am I in the presence of a full Force Gray member? Remind me, Devin and Dustin. I'm not an initiate anymore. No, you are a junior gray. You are not a full-fledged force gray. You are a gray hand. Yep. Mm, gotcha. 
I'm happy to tell you that I'm a full Force Grey member. Oh. You know, I'm actually friends with Master Brufor Orbeard. Do tell him I said hello when you see him next. Of course. Remind me of your name. I am Lord Baron Artur Morlin. Gotcha. I'll give him your greetings. Um, I see you are admiring a few pieces. Allow me to buy you one as a token for taking up some of your time. Are you sure? It would be my honor as he gives you a slight bow. Okay. She turns and looks at the third most expensive thing in the shop. <laughs> Describe what it looks like. It is uh, actually the, the carved bones of a Goliath warrior who was slain in battle and given a very honorable death. And his bones would be made um, very powerful necromantic components because of the way he was slain in battle. Okay. Like a really nice arcane focus for necromancy. Oh yeah, if you were to make anything out of this, it... okay, potent. He looks at it, walks over to the proprietor, throws down 300 gold pieces, and the item is retrieved, and he does not touch it, and, and he gestures for you to take it. I pick it up. Mm-hmm. You're... And she's giving that look to him of like, okay. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, yeah. Yes. Your name. Lorelai. Well, until we meet again, Lorelai. She gives you an elegant bow. And she'll give a curtsy. And just so everyone knows, that was an 18 deception. <laughs> Noted, but yep. yeah, I know. Didn't. I just wanted to see what would happen. <laughs> uh, and with that, he continues on his way. As he, and if you look I'm, in the chat, you can see what he looks like. Yeah, I start looking at the thing he just bought me and start heading away from the shop because I'm not buying anything from there, mm -hmm. even though everything's beautiful. Yes. Yep. All right. <clears throat> And with that, we're going to make our way down to Helping Hearts. Whoop! Finley. Uh, Harold, Petunia, and that's it. Um, go ahead and make me survival checks. Oh, God, I have to be good at things. I just rolled it, <laughs> and it landed on the side of oh, the dice tray. Natural 20. Thank you, D&D Beyond. Okay. Four. Four. Oh. And roll me yeah. three. Yeah. Huh? Roll me three D ten. Okay. You'd always luck that roll, right? You're with No, oh, it has to be a one, I think. You're with I think you have the feet lucky. Right, I and those might have been expended the, actually. The feet lucky you can re-roll. Or you won. Yeah. Oh yeah, I guess I oh we had a long rest. I could mm -hmm. do that yeah. again, couldn't I? May I? Is it too late to try that? 
Or would you like me to? I can I can absolutely roll the damage and do it next time if you if you guys prefer. Oh, it's not damage. Or whatever it is. Yeah. Just roll three d ten. Yeah. Okay. So no, she I'm cannot okay use that. lucky feet for this. Oh, you could use lucky feet for this absolutely if you wanted to reroll it with the. That's lucky. what she was asking you. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't sure if you guys were going to be like. Yeah, I wasn't sure. No, that's no, fine. no. That's perfectly fine if you want to burn okay. a, a luck point to do that. Hundred percent. Yeah. I got a twelve. Uh, go ahead and roll me three d ten. That's ah. better. Nineteen. Uh, You're yep. fine. Yep. Um, so you you start to get turned around and lost, and as as you do, you find yourself actually kind of like bumping into one of the food carts, and as you like are like looking down and trying to like see what what is this strange contraption? Uh, Harold actually comes up behind you and like turns and puts you in the right direction to where you need to go as. Oh. as <laughs> you you got delayed enough to not wander off uh, from from him, uh, and uh, and he's able to guide you in the right direction. Uh, Vinley, what'd you get? Twenty. You lose twenty minutes. Mm-hmm. Finding this your... is the last shop I wanted to go to anyway. <laughs> so now you know the mechanics of the survival. <laughs> Unfortunately. <clears throat> so as you are wandering around, you walk past a woman walking with a smug grin and a chip on her shoulder, as if she has just received the best news. You walk a little bit further and see a man having a conversation with a few others as he booms with confidence and bold behavior. This trail of happy, self-assured people continues and leads you to a tent surrounded by multiple hanging round red lanterns in the shape of stylized hearts you watch another elated and sanguine customer leave out of the beaded doorway, depicting two hands cupping another in a stylized heart. Following the man out is a beautiful dark-skinned woman dressed in bright golden yellow halter, skirt, and billowing shawl linked to her golden serpentine snake pit bracers. She wears matching large golden earrings that hang beneath her tightly curled in poofy, flowing black hair. She looks towards you with bright green eyes that match the gem of the black snake medallion that hangs from her neck. She greets you with a warm smile emboldened by the black line tattoo that runs down her chin from the center of her bottom lip. She nods to you to follow her into the tent that she just uh, feels, and she just feels extremely soothing. Do you walk in? Who? Uh, this will happen at any time. So this is like. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, I'll go in. For sure. Yeah. Encounters at separate times, but instead of doing each one, we'll just. Yeah. <laughs> I would say Vinley looks very annoyed at all the happiness around her. <laughs> um, and it's not like annoying happiness, it's more like boosted confidence. Yeah, no, it's annoying. Okay. <laughs> Um, Harold and Batunia, are you going in? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Okay. Um, you follow her in, and as you do, you see that her lower half is actually a nine-foot-long, wide, deep, muddy green serpent's tail. The interior is illuminated by warming red lights, soothing incense, and, cal- and a calming thrumming of something unidentifiable. Welcome to Helping Hearts. 
I can tell you have heavy burdens and offer my services to have them ridden from your mind, even if only for a day. Everything spoken here is confidential and will not be spoken to anyone beyond these walls. So tell me, child, what is it that ails your heart? Who wants to go first? I, Harold thinks about all the things that are going on in their lives and how much none of that can get out. And he kind of looks at Petunia and he's like, as and he turns, he's going to put on the kind of Manchun voices, like, as lovely as that is, I, I'm not certain that this is quite what I need at the moment. Thank you. And I'm going to look over to her with this try to get across to her with just a look like, I can't talk to this lady. Like, like as soon as I'm like, and there's a stone. Let me just tell you about that. That's shitty. <laughs> no, so Harold just turns and looks at her like, <laughs> Tunia would probably kind of tilt her head and go, this is an interesting establishment. I wasn't sure what I was expecting, but it wasn't this. Um, I don't know if I am in need of these services, but it is good to know that they're here. Yes, we're very happy you're here. Of course. If there is anyone you need who requires therapy of any kind, I'm happy to lend that aid. <laughs> Tony will look over at Harold and you can see the, the letters V-A-A-S in her eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Harold looks and he's like, I, I know a few people, but you know, uh, if I see them, I'll send them your way. Many blessings upon you this day. You. And upon you, and he will, uh, and around and head out. As you leave, Harold, I do hope that you do eventually face the burdens that weigh on your heart. Harold tightens up and just straightens his coat and keeps walking. Finley. Um, first of all, I like to believe that as Harold and Petunia are walking out. This is when Vinley, annoyed by the happiness, is walking up, and she looks at them and goes, don't talk to me right now, <laughs> and keeps walking as she walks into the tent. Well, she seems in good spirits. As she's holding the newly acquired bag. Yep. yep. She's probably gone to the right place then. And Vinley will uh, sit back in. Is there a chair in there, or are we standing? Uh, there is, um, it is very comfortable set, almost like a, uh, like a pillow room. Yep. So there's gotcha. lush pillows that kind of form a kind of a place to sit down. She will sit down, uh, cross her legs, uh, the right way and, um, say, how much are your rates? What is, I do this in charity, but I do accept tips for whatever you believe is appropriate. But I assure you, you will be satisfied. Yeah, I believe her. It's a nine on insight. Mm -hmm. Oh, the sound of those dice of healing are beautiful. Um, speaking you. of healing, uh, well, there is one annoying thing that's cropped up recently. Um, I don't necessarily know how to explain it, and it bothers me not knowing, but this odd feeling has cropped up right around here and she motions towards her stomach. Every time 
a friend of mine interacts with me, it sends just a flurry into my stomach and I don't understand and it's aggravating and he didn't know the answer either. Do you know what's going on with me? I thought it was something to do with my necromancy at first, but no one knows. That is troubling. If you wish to read it from your mind and purge yourself of this saddening curiosity, I can offer that to you, but I warn you that my methods are unconventional, but they work every time. Are you willing to go deeper? Hmm. You could make me forget anything. I can. For a day. I know what you want. I I know what you're going to take away. All right. And then Lee will tell her the story of Illitron in every minute detail. I'm going to restrain you, both for our safety, but I assure you no physical harm will come to you from this as long as you do not violently struggle. I will then Very weak. to face your fear to manifest it, and then it will be devoured from your mind, releasing you from this burden, at least for a day. But you must trust me, or this will not work, and your mind could turn against you. Do you accept? I already beat him once. And she lays down. Okay. As you lay down, the serpent's bodied woman's tail slowly begins to wrap around your form, like a smooth and warm scaled weighted blanket that binds you up past your elbows. She looks deep into your eyes with hers as everything starts to blur and you see her form change into a manifestation of Illitran. The thing that is currently feeling with you with fear and sorrow and sadness and doubt. Tell us exactly what you see and how it makes you feel. You do not need to explain why. Um, what she sees is the beautiful elven man just standing in front of her caressing her face and whispering words that she can't quite understand into her left ear as he is uh, holding her lower back and stroking her face and she feels con two conflicting feelings uh, one of familiarity and almost comfort and another one of pure rage and confusion as to why this is happening. Okay. All of a sudden, the glow from the red hanging lanterns goes dark as you are consumed by its darkness. You still feel her presence wrapped around your body 
but what you envision still holds form before you. You start to hear the faintest sounds of beings surrounding you as you are filled with dread. Just out of your peripheral, you see the glint of eyes watching you from the shadows, like light reflecting off a predator's eyes at night. The fear you feel intensifies as this sorrow that surrounds these internalized feelings begins to fester. Slowly, one after one, you feel the emotions attached start to be whisked away into the ether. The anger at feeling helpless against it, the hunger you have to overcome it, the loneliness you feel in facing it, how lost you feel, swimming in a sea of anxiety over it, and lastly, the fear itself. As you come to, you feel weightless, unburdened, and almost as if you are glowing. When you try to think of the fear, it feels like an unimportant afterthought that doesn't want to fully manifest, like a shadow washed away in light. You feel like a golden ray of sunshine bursting with confidence that and fear has no sway over your decisions. You have guidance on you for the rest of the day. And you can Holy cow. To any ability check or uh, any ability skill check for the rest of the day. And it is everyone, not just a one-time use. It is for the rest of the day you are considered under guidance. Oh, wow. And as, as you come to, you see her face. How do you feel? I feel wonderful. This is... This is... Amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and she reaches into her bag and pulls out 20 gold coins. Okay. I think and I just... Hope, so, oh. I'm sorry, say that again. I didn't hear it. Okay. I hope the results are satisfactory. So far, so good. And she will go ahead and leave and make her way back towards uh, Tome to pick up the two spell scrolls that and, uh, she was eyeing. Believe she. Many blessings upon you on this day. Thank you. And she confidently walks out with her two uh with uh, chuckles and dumbo she has her head held up high and she puts the the bag the newly acquired item away and has both of her arms down to the side as she confidently chest first walks towards tome okay okay all right that uh we're now gonna move to informing you that is Uh, Seisha and Boss. Okay. Yep. All right. <clears throat> as you make, as you are making your rounds through the winding maze, like rows and halls of market stalls, you try to find the vendor you are looking for. As you reach the end of the open lane. You don't find a booth, but instead an ornate, beautiful, and brilliantly colored Vistani Vardo wagon. 
Sitting outside the large, rounded, top-covered carriage is an elderly woman covered in silk and draping magentas and royal blues. The gold embroidery echoes in her trim and countless rings and adorning jewelry. You see her reading through a few dark cards from a Taroka deck. And she flips a card revealing, for you, Seisha, the Paladin. And for you, Voss, the Swashbuckler. And as she does this, she looks up towards you with one blind eye and a mother's judging grin as you approach. Hello. To you, Giorgio. The mists have brought you to me, and I graciously accept you. How may Lady Esmervani be of service? What sort of services do you provide here, exactly? And with a wave of her hand, the Vardo wagon opens up like a multi-layered armoire filled with racks and racks of clothes from all across Faerun. However, what catches you off guard is it is not a typical clothing store to purchase fine vestments, but instead a plethora of attires fit for positions of authority. You see city watch, guard tabards, doublets, tunics from all major cities along the Sword Coast. You see insignias from almost every civilization across Faerun, including Thayan robes, Kalashite noble traders' vestments, even shogun kimonos from Karator. Anything you could ever want to blend in or disguise yourselves amongst those of power. In the center pops out an animatronic mannequin wearing a set of shimmering clothes that morph and change through a selection of what you can see as it says, if no blinksy is no fun. In a metallic recorded voice as if speaking through a long tin can. Interesting. And here you can buy any uniform for 50 gold. Ha. Oh no. <laughs> the uh, clothes on the mannequin that is speaking that says, if no Blinsky is no fun, is 250 gold. And that are clothes of many fashions. Oh god. Uh, nice as that would be to have. Once again, coinage may be a little limited. Wait, what do the clothes of many fashions do exactly? Uh, you know that V has a cloak of many fashions, and she uh, can cause it to change to look like any cloak that she wants, even mimicking the look of very powerful magic items, even though it does not have its abilities. You can see that this cloak of many fashions shimmers and changes as it rotates through the different selections here. I go up to it. City guard. It can be whatever, whatever you want. All of the selections that you have here, it could be. Yes. All you have to do is will it. Insight. I want to make sure this is legit. This almost feels too good to be true. Is there only one of them? Um, there is only one on display currently. Okay. Uh, 15 average. Uh, 15. For all yeah. You can tell she's being upfront and forthright. That it's... is the only thing I sell as she like takes the cards and 
stretches them out as they flitter from hand to hand. What is that, then? Uh, the Taroka from Barovia can gift you certain things, if you so wish. Some good, some bad. Would Boss you... looks at the first at the clothes on the mannequin. 250 gold? Mm-hmm. He buys it. Okay. Um, yeah. Haggling isn't a strong suit. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it's like, can I, can I test it with like a single glove to see if it turns, if she would let me do that? Uh, if you're paying for it, then yeah. Okay, I do that then. And it turns. I buy it then. Okay. Ooh, I have plans for this. <laughs> what is it called? Uh, we'll make it for you. Yeah. Okay, cool. It's It mimics the cloak of many fashions, but it's clothes of many fashions. And so it will not, it cannot form into armor. Mm-hmm can form into any fabric clothing. Yeah, so like if you wanted to have the tabard of the watch, you know, you'd have that or the tabard of the guard or- Could um, it look like armor without functioning as armor? No. Okay. It cannot mimic yep. hard things. Yep. Just like okay. it can only be cloaks, this Got can it. only be clothes. It's still super useful. Mm -hmm. um, I'm making it up, but then I return to her. Okay. It's also um, limited to um, like positions of authority. Yeah, that it, is which it's like if you. It can be a tuxedo. It can be a nobleman's vestments. It can be rags. It's literally endless. Anything awesome. you dream of. Yep. Awesome. Is it, cool. it is a fabric clothing of some sort. Gotcha. I take it, but I head back to her and I say, I look at Seisha. Um, and kind of whisper in, do you know exactly what she's getting at? What, the tarot deck? Yes. Yeah, they're, it's like the deck Mama Uwe uses to do readings, but this is a different type. If I'm understanding her correctly, this actually grants you boons or curses, it sounds like. And you see like her smile get real big. All right. And I walk up and I say, how much? 25. I look could over at- Could you give him a discount since he bought the clothes too? This Danny don't do that. Oh, okay, sorry. I mean, sorry. <laughs> Boss shoots you a look for not adhering strictly to your new masculine form. <laughs> but I will sit down. I'll give her the 25, a little bit out of curiosity. Okay. See what she has to say. Here's what we're gonna do. Do you want me to pull from the top, the middle, or the bottom of the deck? Because, oh. uh, I mean, I was gonna say stop. Okay, yeah, you can do that too. Yeah. So wish. Say stop. Stop. I did say stop. I uh -huh. Okay. All right. She pulls out the merchant. 
No, we see it. Mm-mm. Pretty. Ah. And as she pulls out this card that look, looks very similar to her upon the tarot deck, um, you see three magical trinkets appear when she places the card down. These are very lucky. It is a hundred gold apiece. But use it in a time of need, and fate can be rewritten. I slowly take them. Not exactly sure what I've been given. You were not been given. They cost 100 gold each. Oh, what are they? They are little trinkets. They're small little trinkets, and she says that they are magically enchanted and can change fates. I will take one. Okay. Okay. You have a luck point. Oh! Nice! Does that last, last until it's spent? Last until it's, it's used. I, I believe those are called Petunia points. Petunia points. Petunia. <laughs> um, you have one third of Petunia's power. <laughs> but I have three times her height, so... <laughs> the Vistani woman picks up the card and shuffles it back into the deck. Is there something that you wish to tempt fate with? I go, I stand up and I say, yes, sir. Is there something you wish to do here? Um, well, thing is, I'm actually looking for something specific and I thought it might be here, but it's not. Do you, uh, and she'll kind of lean in. Okay, I know you already know my voice, so, um, do, do you know of anywhere that might have information about the Far Realms? I'm unfamiliar with this Far Realm. I am from Barovia. Yes, yes, I'm, I'm familiar with some of the legends from your land. It sounds like, um, a troubling place. Hmm. Not for Vistani. No, your people travel freely, as I understand it. This is why I am here. It must be wonderful to be able to travel so far. Um, do you know, is there is there anywhere here that would have information about arcane or other planes? Not to my knowledge. I am not a broker of information. I am a broker of uniforms. I, I understand. I just thought maybe you might know since you've been here. Um, do you have another one of those suits of clothes? I do. I'll take it! <laughs> Would you also like to pull from the Taroka deck? Um... She kind of looks at Voss. Um, Voss shrugs, but says, it is your money to spend. Yeah, okay, let's do this. Okay, that'll be a total of 275 if you're doing both. Okay, same thing. Say when. Oh, hang on, let me, that was 
okay. on the street. Okay, go ahead. Ready. Okay. Yep. Here we go. Win. She pulls the monk. Mm -hmm. okay. And she says, your inner strength is stronger than steel. And when you are not wearing armor, you may also apply your wisdom modifier to your AC until your next long rest. Huh. Mm, let, me, let, me, let me look at this and see what I, what I got going here. Yeah, I'll take it. How okay. much is it? It was 25. You already you, you already oh, oh, so I don't have to pay extra for mine. No, 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 no. no, no. Nice. Okay. And how long does that last? Until okay. your long rest. Okay. I'm not sleeping, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> so, but she informs you that you can only make one pull. Thank you for shopping at informing you. Good luck and good health. You too. Uh, be safe traveling back home. <laughs> it is very simple. I just walk through a doorway into the mists. Yeah, yeah, those mists. All right. Well, see ya. And so as we're as we're leaving, I look to her and I say, "You bought the least amount of time. Where are you at?" Um, I've got about thirty minutes left. I was getting ready to leave. Good. See you okay. on the other side then. Yeah. See you back at the house. Don't stay too long. We've got a thing tonight. Ah, uh, yes. Well, I won't peruse too long. I give her a clasp on the shoulder, Aldrin, as I do. Hey, if you happen to hear anything, if you find any place that would do information, see if they have anything on the Harbinger. I'll remember that. Thanks. See ya. Aisha's going to leave. you make a survival check. Okay. 30 minutes left. Because I have keen mind. No, I have an hour 30 left. You have an hour 30? Yeah, because I only went to three shops total and I bought three hours. Okay. Oh, okay. And you didn't you didn't waste any time uh, in any of your survival, so yeah, that is correct. No. You have okay. an hour 30, so you're fine. I'm leaving a little early. Yeah, that's fine. But still, I need that yeah. survival. Yeah. Okay, can I, using Keen Mind, having hopefully memorized the layout, can I assist her on this and yeah. help to point out a place? You cannot. Unless. Damn waste the time to go with, her. go with her. I have eight hours, so yes, I will, actually. Oh, you can roll. She wants to leave now. Okay. So roll with advantage. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. That's, that's a little better. That's a 14. That's four, so two hours. Um, what well, did you get, 14, you said? Yes. Then you're fine. Yeah, you... Make your way back to the doorway, and it is there, and you make your way out. And Thanks, Ross. Into the night. Mm. Day, still. It's still day. Yeah. yeah. Make your way back <laughs> into uh, the pawn shop. Mm -hmm. uh, and that is where we are going to take a break. Yeah. I have a couple of things to get through uh, of shops. I hope you guys are enjoying these weird, kooky things that we've shopped. <laughs> so we tried to make it entertaining. Uh, for a shopping episode, but you know, uh, we'll see what happens in uh, the 
the next uh, next half. Uh, reminders that we are still trying to raise money for Extra Life during this, uh, today's episode. Um, if you have not already, you can go to uh, d4extralife.com yep. uh, and donate there. We're trying to uh, raise $140 tonight to bring us to a total of $250 uh, raised. And we'll be giving away a rainbow set of D20s from Die Hard Dice if we hit that $250 tonight. Uh, and also we're giving away a, uh, a, a source book bundle from D&D Beyond. Everything you could need to ev- or ever want. 13 to- core books. The Tortle Package. Tortle Package. The whole Tortle Package. The whole Tortle Package. Not you people. So uh, Eldritch Foundry, hashtag Eldritch, uh, where you can have a chance to win a super awesome mini. That, and they just keep pumping out updates. It's amazing. Yep. It's so good. Like seriously, the new one—it's an actual chain. It's yeah, a, it's seriously a chain on the mini. It moves. Really cool. So cool. We'll be back in about 15, 20 minutes, and we'll see you soon. Welcome to Rock Punch, where the gags are aplenty and the shenanigans never stop. Come join the gang on a high-flying adventure around Atlanta, Georgia. Wait, 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 wait. Who picked this 40s theme? What does this have to do with... Watch the crew as they fumble through the workplace. That was just a little payback for the last year of emotional turmoil that you've all put me through. Complain about movies? That's the worst movie of this year so far, hands down. Oh, what yeah. A, what's come Without close? a doubt. What's come... Stream on Twitch. You die. Stop it, okay? I see my best. And so much more. Boredom a part of your day? Well, not anymore. Is it a bird? Is it a plane? Is it a ragtag group of misfits who couldn't hold down any other job than this one? It is. So, tune in at twitch.tv slash rockpunchatl. Or watch their videos released every Wednesday on YouTube. Whatever you do, hit that subscribe button and be the first to like it. What do you say about that, Colton? I, I don't think... Great! I'm not... Excellent! With entertainment for geeks and gamers, there's surely something for everyone at Rock Punch. So take a jitterbug break and save your money at the soda shop and tune in to Rock Punch. <laughs> You're halfway through the episode, brought to you by our friends at Rock Punch. Stay tuned for more action. And we're back. Hey. hey, hey what is happening? People are going shopping. It's a shopping episode. Do, 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 shopping episode. It's but- Bee's dream. It's all she wanted in an episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but there are some strange things and information that they are gathering from the uh, Zintarum's black market. Yeah. Um, Acquiring uh, totally some... remembering that I'm in disguise. I totally forgot Zintarum owned this black market. There was a slight mishap in our timing, so we're going to do a little bit of a little snafu for time and uh, do one more shot for Seisha, uh, since she had an hour and a half to, to go. Um, and uh, we'll, we'll kind of do that, and then she'll, she'll leave a little early uh, when her three hours is up. Uh, but first, we are going to make our way to In Plain Sight. Um, I will, uh, I do want to take a second before we get back into it and uh, say thank you for the donations that have come in because we hit our $250 goal. Hey, nice, nice. done, everybody. So much, guys. That means we are going to be giving away a D20 set, a rainbow diehard dice 
uh, and they're pretty gorgeous. Seven so, P20s. Yeah, so um, if uh, we'll, that, that prompt will be in chat, so look out for that. And uh, yeah, we're gonna. Uh, and That's remember, awesome. the, the goals don't stop here. We have another one at a thousand, you know. And they'll be added throughout the rest of the year as we continue to move into November, which is the official Extra Life, uh, into the official Extra Life weekend of game day. And we're gonna probably do a, a big, you know, big push for that in the, the coming months. So stay tuned to our Extra Life page, uh, like we do every year. Yes. And trying to beat that goal every year. Yep. And every year we have beaten it so far. That's true. Thanks okay, to yeah. you, all you amazing yep. people. We have, we have a goal of $15,000 to raise by the end of the year, and we would very much like to hit that. So Oops. we're going to keep pushing forward with that. But let's go shopping. Yeah. Spend this extra money uh, on saving kids. So in uh, in plain sight, we have... V. V. And V me. Hi. So, <clears throat> as you're walking around, uh, have you made your role for this? Uh, uh, no, not yet. Let me switch out. Where did my dice rolly? Oh, here it is. <laughs> I got it. I have to trade out my potato salad for my dice roll. <laughs> In <laughs> my... The... Yeah, delicious. Well, there's my break potato salad. <laughs> My desk only has so much space. Okay. Uh, ooh, eight. Ooh, all right. Go ahead and roll me three d ten. Oh, no. I don't like it. Low. Roll low. I don't like it. You got this. You got this. Should have had the d ten already ready. This is a personal problem. Um, excuse me. That was my potato salad talking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my all right. There's one, two. Come on, Katie. Can you like be a little organized? Like just just for me once? All right, so that's uh, five, four, nine. So 18. 18, you have yeah. lost 18 minutes getting, as you start to wander through this labyrinth, uh, crowds of people cut off your uh, direction or you come to dead ends and you just spend a couple more minutes trying to find uh, this shop. Yep. Not the worst in the world. Yep, and as you Walk by an unsettling scene of a dark, unilluminated tent filled with various sized arcane etched boxes. As you look closer, you notice the wooden crates are lined with a dull gray metal. A shrouded figure emerges from the shadows, noticing your entrance. As they approach, you notice their elegant, silvery, muted gray, silk hooded robes. As they raise a ghostly lantern in your direction, held by their opera glove hand, the light cuts into the hood, and you see there is nothing inside. The Shroud of Robes nods and quietly gestures you to peruse the enchanted boxes. That's so cool. She definitely goes to peruse, no question. Okay. Um, you see <laughs> there are services of um, non-detection. is 150 gold. Uh, boxes start at 500 and go all the way up to 5,000. You learn, um, or looking over these, it, the the boxes say that they protect items from being de from being detected yep. when inside. Uh, anything inside the box is immune to detection and scry. Uh, that seems maybe useful. <laughs> It's 500 gold? 500. Smallest one. Smallest box. 
I'd not have that money. Um, but maybe if I talk to the group, oh, you're cutting out what? I was. Gonna, there's also a singular amulet on a necklace display um, that is said says reads as proof against detection. Two hundred and twenty gold pieces. I'm sorry, this amulet keeps you from being detected at all times? What it says. <gasps> oh, man. Oh, man. You know what? I'm very not sneaky. <laughs> well, then I bought these boots for nothing. <laughs> not what it means. Not uh, what it means. No, proof against detection uh, keeps you hidden from divination magic, uh, such as um, being pursued through magical scrying senses. Like the eyeballs? Uh, like the eyeball, like... Um, Clairvoyance. Yeah, any, anybody that's... Scrying. Yeah, anybody that's trying to see you and watch you, kind of like you did with... Um, Elena, uh, when trying to find the necklace of fireballs. Yep. Okay. Man, I'm really weighing this. Oh man, I wish I had someone here to talk about this with. Oh man, I don't know. I know I do impulse purchases, but like this is, I don't. I'll buy it. Okay, you're buying the amulet? Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we can add that to your sheet. And 250 gold? 220 gold. Oh, okay, it's a little, a little better. Um, this shroud that is this form that has no body inside of it. Like, literally, there is no form. It's almost as if a ghost or a hidden figure is wearing this hooded shroud. Um, takes your gold, but never says a word. Uh, if there's any communication, it is through script writing as they write into a book and then with uh, after you read it, the ink fades away. Oh. Okay. Go ghost? Um. Uh, thank you for the necklace. No response, I assume. It yep. says if the, uh, no verbal response, but in the book it says, "Is there anything else I can assist?" You? I uh, I think I'm good with this amulet. Thank you. Okay. Uh, and if you refresh your character sheet, you will see it in your inventory. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! That's so cool. Now I have like not a lot of money, but that's okay. <laughs> Where are my items? So there. Next. Amulet approval of protection location. That's so cool. Okay. Uh yeah, and it does not require attunement, so you can put it on and start using it right now if you wanted to. <gasps> she puts it on. Also, she's thinking, crap, crap, crap. I gotta tell anyone, everyone in our group about these boxes. Cause I don't have the money for it. But I hope someone does. Okay. I can help pay for it. Okay. Um, and we, before we went to break, um, 
Seisha left, but realizing that we messed up on our time and she had an hour and a half left. You said there was somewhere else you wanted to go before you walked out the door? Yes. Let me, I gotta grab the list so I can see the name of it again. Um, Inspiring Hope. Inspiring, yes, Inspiring Hope. Okay. Uh, the other people that wanted to go are... Uh, Petunia, Harold. That's okay. it. So Seisha, Petunia, and Harold. And uh, we can say that all of you arrive at the same time. Um, go ahead and make a survival checks for us. Okay. Oh, uh, Voss is with you at this time. Oh, yes. Yeah. So Voss, go ahead also and make a survival check. Uh, Certainly. You have advantage on your survival check because of Keen Mind. Sweet. Really glad I'm with Voss. Again, 18. Natural 20 for me. Dang. That's hilarious, because I rolled a natural one. <laughs> so glad I'm with you. <laughs> These things happen sometimes. I'd be lost in the market forever. You go ahead and roll 3d10. Me? Harold, what did yes, you roll? Yes, roll 3d10. 18. Oh. Okay, and Petunia? I rolled a, a three, so then I rolled uh, 3d10, and I got uh, 28. All right. Oof, you lose 28 minutes. Oh, no. Do I get stuck in another box? No, you don't get stuck in another box. Uh, you're actually distracted by uh, another shop that seems to grab your interest uh, mm -hmm. as you stay in there for a little while, but find that there's nothing really that to you or everything is out of your price range which mm -hmm. caused time to uh, dwindle a little bit and Seisha what did you roll in your 3d10? Do I add them all together? Yes. Six. Dang. <laughs> the opposite ends of the spectrum there. Six. As you get distracted by one of the food vendors as you... Kind of it's on a stick! Not only that what catches what? your uh, attention is that you find a couple of food options that you remember reading in Biblio's cookbook. Oh, it's the basilisk critters. Yep. <laughs> like Biblio told me about those. And they're, they're... Biblio told you. Well, I mean, he opened them. to it. Uh, yes, he exists. Yeah. Sometimes. I gotta get him home. Another one that catches your eye is Hydra Eye Jelly. Oh, now that sounds interesting. How much is that? Uh, you can get a uh, one of it for, I'd say, six silver. I'll buy one. Okay. You know, look eye up. Jelly? <laughs> yep. Yep. Okay. Jelly. Uh, oh, it tastes good. Uh, it is, you see it's in simmering water and you watch as it begins to cloud. Um, it is chilled in an ice bath and mashed with pork gelatin, allowing it to solidify while chilled. I take it back, it doesn't sound as appetizing anymore. <laughs> um, it, it is like tangy and spicy um, and uh, a little like earthy yep nutty yeah yep. Uh, but it, it is like a really thick jam jelly 
that you uh, it's served with like a cracker or a set of crackers. Yep. Huh? Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, and that brings us to inspiring hope. Okay. Oh, is that eye jelly? I haven't had that since Ooh, yeah, one you try it? noble party. Here, yes, I here, love here. eye jelly. Mm, nutty. Right? That's what I said. Petunia? Mm -hmm. Eye jelly? I'll be adventurous, sure. We'll <laughs> try it. Yeah. The <laughs> but it's also not bad, and the taste is unique. It's the texture that gets you. Yeah, it's, I was about to say the same thing. <laughs> it's like two different. There you go. As the four of you are walking, now standing outside uh, this area that kind of opens up and seems like a little separated, because off away from the rest of the stands is a single white tent covered in subtle patterns of curling thorning vines. The outside is well lit and shines like a beacon in comparison to the dreary street that surrounds it. There is no sign, but as you approach the entrance to the tent, it looks as though sunlight is pouring out from inside and illuminates the white canvas, causing it to nearly glow. Almost like a moth to the flame, you all feel slightly compelled to walk towards it. Um, I mean, it's what we came we, here for. When we get to the flap, I want to open it and peek in before I walk in. Uh, you peek in and it is blinding. It's so bright. Ooh. Can't quite make out what's in it. I walk in. I yeah, I do. Okay. Boss, are you... Uh, I walk in the whole time that I am with Harold again, showing deference and submission to his presence. Okay. See, I've played Dark Souls before. I know what's behind this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Continue while walking, but like look at look at her feet to make sure like she's not just gonna have a run into anything. Okay. Okay. So as you walk in, your eyes temporarily blinded by the transition from dim to bright light. Once they adjust, you find yourselves standing in a forest. The air is brisk. The sky is clear and vibrant. You stand at the edge of a clearing that is cut off from a dense, unfamiliar forest by tangled walls of thorny vines. In the center, standing in a small meadow amongst the trees is a hauntingly beautiful individual of no certain gender, with long, graceful features and eyes that are entirely purple, no pupil, no irises. Their short cropped hair is a light pewter that wafts in the air as though suspended and submerged in water. Their garments are a dusky sage, sleek and asymmetrical with separated hems and bramble embroidery of the exact same hue. When they speak, their voice is light in pitch and almost musical. Greetings and welcome to the Grove of Inspiring Hope. I am the Miscellanthriol but you may call me them. Please enjoy your time he here and peruse the hopes and dreams. If you are indeed of assistance, do not be afraid to ask. Harold will smirk, very impressed by them and very impressed by their shop and will turn to Petunia and kind of nod like, all right, this is impressive. And then he will kind of put on the Manchun face again and he'll do his thing. Divine sense. Uh, 
in here, Faye. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I definitely want to take a look around. Uh, I, I'm actually, uh, I'm looking for something in particular. If you wouldn't mind helping me perhaps find it. I have many oddities. What is it that you are looking for? Well, uh, this is all hopes, right? <laughs> yes. So, there are, uh, there are these cultists, and I'm wondering if maybe I could, uh, peer at one of their hopes. If you wish to see my wares for closer inspection and interest, I require your favorite sentence of no less than five words, or no less than five words from a heroic story. I will even let you keep the words spoken as a show of my hospitality. Five words from a story? Uh, my five favorite words from my favorite, like, it, it, he gets the feeling it's just five words from, like, a story you really love. Your, your favorite sentence or, or a heroic story. He breathed his last victorious. And you see them smile and they're like, you may peruse my things more intimately. He bows in respect and will do so. Okay. Favorite sentence. Um, but as you are all looking around, you wander the grove trapped within the razor vine hedges. As you look past to see the forest get deeper and darker into the dense distance of endless trees. In your peripheral, you can see dangling from the overhanging branches above are small glass vials suspended by silver thread filled with a light blue arcane energy, but they fade away when you try to focus on them. You all recognize the magic inside to look similar to what Petunia does to accurately preserve a memory. Layered into shelves carved into the razor vine houses many strange baubles and trinkets that confuse and excite you, especially since you did not see them there before. When you look back, they're gone. And as you spend a little bit more time in the shop looking around, uh, everyone with a passive of 15 or more catches glimpses of them's feet and other joints bending and facing backwards in your periphery. You see their arms changed into wings or look to be covered in shaggy fur or segmented like an insect. Sometimes even the same appendage being different from the glance from glance to glance. Their hair changes from long wavy locks to a short fuzz close to their skull to a multitude of braids and more. Occasionally dandelion seeds. You watch as dandelion seeds follow their movements floating behind them as they aimlessly walk around. The air near them is heavy with, uh, with a rich scent, both sweet and savory, like a sweet cream and saffron that you can't quite identify. So what no um, five words do you give them? My favorite sentence. Hello, Voss. My name's Seisha. 
and they smile and say that you can peruse more intimately. Thanks. Uh, boss, boss waits in the back for everybody else to go. Petunia will, will actually, she'll think about it for a second and she'll go, I am proud of you, Petunia. gestures to the wide array of things bobbles and trinkets and jars okay. that still seem to kind of be just out of like if you look directly at it it seems to fade away but when you look at it out of your periphery, you can see the dangling chimes of these glass vials and also a couple other things that seem to appear amongst the hedges boss do you give it or do you this all seems very odd to Voss and seems oriented towards some sort of magic. I imagine it would be hard to read them. Can I try to get some kind of intent? Because I don't even know what they want. Disadvantage. Yep. Uh, fair. Because yeah, whatever they want is probably nothing we would understand or make yeah. any sense to us. Nine. Very hard to read. No idea. Just very alien, I'm sure. Yes, they come off as very, very alien. Yep. But more like uh, a Feywild alien, not far from alien. Yes. Right. I'm going to head towards the darker areas. I have a theory. <laughs> areas that fade off is so there's the hedges, and you can kind of yep. see through the vines. Oh, okay. See the an endless forest that that disappears, but you are separated from this looming, ominous forest. Dark. Got it. Okay. I nod respectfully to this entity, but I say nothing, and I will just simply stay close to Harold, continue the act, because I do not trust them. Okay. Anything that Harold interacts with or does, you cannot see or comprehend. I understand. I'm going to reach out to one of the baubles in my peripheral. Can I touch it? Mm-hmm. Anything happen? Um, do you grab this thing, this vial of a memory? Yeah. They look at you and go, ah, that is a mastery of a skill for a week and a day. Can you, uh, give... I already used my regular voice. Damn it. She actually says that. Can you... Errol just is, like... <clears throat> he looks like an angry man soon. <laughs> Can you give guidance if we're looking for something in particular what what all, what all do we find here like what are our options okay um if there is a specific memory you are trying to find i can help yes i i'm seeking a memory of an entity known as the harbinger from the far realms 
I'm not sure if I have the Harbinger's memory, but I can find possibly something that is tied to it. That would be great. It will cost you a song well sung. Oh, um, okay. Um, do you want me to actually sing? You can roll a performance check if you so wish, and you can sing if you so like. Okay. What's the spring breathing jasmine and rose? What's the summer with all its gay train? It's a 21. 21. I would agree. That was very good. <laughs> oh, thank you. They nod and pluck something that you see from your periphery and to you. Um, so the mechanics of this is this memory will come to you in its own time. Okay. But it will come to you eventually. Okay. However, the next time Seisha goes to sing that song, she cannot sing it. Ooh, okay. Yes. Damn. That, that song is lost to you. Oh, wow. Is that this... something she realizes or not until she tries to sing it? You, I would say you try and recall the song that you just sang. Like, yeah. Um, and, and you can't think of it. You, it's like trying to remember words of something you've heard like long ago, but every time you try to sing it, it comes out wrong. Oh. What? Oh. That was really good. Thanks. Harold, just remember that with respect, you're making a deal with a fae. Right, I... Trust yeah. me, I'm very careful with deals these days. Yeah. Do you have... He's gonna turn and speak to them. Do you have the memories of a being called the Harlequin? And I'm going to name the night that that person, that the Harlequin went into the ocean. And I'm going to, I want to know the memories of what happened during that and then after to see if he made it. I'm just trying to figure out if he made it. I knew they were going to have to talk. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a good one. I'm so excited to hear this. Wishing you'd come with us, ain't ya? <laughs> oh, no, I have no memories I want to see. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, I locked up. One of that nature. It is not lost. But I can feel a sense of fear. Would you like a bottle of hopes and dreams? How much does that cost? The knowledge of the thing that makes you afraid. Yes. What do you need from me? You may forget this scary entity or a very rashy pair of pants. Harold looks like he's really considering. <laughs> uh, Harold shakes his head and finally says, 
I am honored by your kindness, but I'm, I'm afraid I, I need to remember as much as I can. It's important for the future. They, yeah, they, they nod. They don't seem offended at all. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, and uh, can I interest you in something else? Let me show you a few items. Yes, please. All right, so here is a list of oddities that you can find here. A skein of ruddy vermilion yarn. A gift tag that reads, Bien Matsupun Yarn. And then a mastery of a skill for a week and a day. A siren's splendor. The greatest dream and night of rest. An elaborate silver bell shaped like a rooster with a golden comb, tail, and wings. The finest bucket in the gap. <laughs> in- Everybody, just stop everything. I gotta see this bucket. You, you, you both knew. You threw this bucket in here for me. We both, we all know it. It's There's a bucket. Do I comprehend the bucket, it or is-, is it beyond my scape? <laughs> cap the size of your palm. Uh, boss, you do not see this this item. Oh, Harold, you have to get that. Do Harold. I sense that Harold is wasting money on bullshit? <laughs> Harold looks and says, money. this could be useful in his Manchun voice as he looks over this what, it's like a small cap. It's an acorn cap. Like an, acorn. an acorn cap that is about like that big. He's gonna look to them and ask them may I, may I ask what this particular object does? This in the gift tag, if I may. <laughs> you wear it and you are more gifted with Gab. How <laughs> much for the acorn? And they look to you with very serious intent. Probably the most serious so far. A name that is yours to give. Um, may I tell him the nature of my trade? Why not? Harold, I don't remember that song anymore. Sometimes you have to let go of the past. Oh. I give you the name Oscar Cord. That's not who I am anymore. Okay. 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 And they give you this acorn cap. And once Harold makes the payment, Voss, you can see this acorn cap. Mm. Uh, and when you place it on your head, it becomes the appropriate hat size for you. Perfectly fit. Does it still look like an acorn? Looks dash cunning. It does. And it fits kind of like a yarmulke, like fits perfectly that way, or uh, like a um, beret. But once per day, you gain advantage on an intimidation or persuasion roll. However, oh, you do not get to decide on which roll it is. 
It's activated. Wow. <laughs> will change however and whenever it feels like. Yep. It also uh, tends to be early to bed. So if you stay up late, it may occasionally turn into a very uncomfortable and exceptionally long nightcap. <laughs> this is the greatest item I've ever owned. <sighs> Logan, you look so thrilled. Now, Harold, Harold no longer remembers his original name, does he? Oh, you know, you remember your name. Absolutely. I remember Oscar Cord. Yep. Oh, no. I screwed up. I thought it'd make me forget it. Nope. Nope. You gave it to them. Already. It's theirs now. I'll let them fight it out with Avrin. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so continuing on, uh, there is an item they say is, uh, they just name as inconvenience. Um, there is uh, an, an eyeball. eyeball. Yep. There is installation of an eyeball. A dwarf oh. berry bush. Uh, something that they say, when it rains, it pours. The fox's whiskers. And the last one is love's first kiss. What's... Okay, what's the eyeball? Uh, it looks to have faint beginnings of cataract. It's slightly larger than a human eye. It's a deep hazel color. How much is this? It... Okay. <clears throat> this is a two-for-one special. Oh, that's nice. It costs both eyes of a standard humanoid. One eye of a creature with an interesting nature to impact. In part. What does it do? Grants you 30 feet of low light vision. Uh, dark vision. Seisha sets it back down. <laughs> uh, and then and they look at you. I, I've had it for a little while. I may... Except other body parts. I'm gonna pass. Thank you, though. The last one, love's first kiss, was it? Yes. What's love's that? Love's first kiss. When you kiss someone that is friendly, or at least not an enemy of yours. They will fall in love with you. Oh. Oh, no. But it, it is not forever. It is only for mm, about three ten day. Oh. That's, that's still very, very powerful. And it comes at a high cost. I, I would hope so. That's... That... I, I'm shocked something like that even exists. That's terrifying. Why? Love is powerful. Probably the most powerful thing in the world. And they nod very knowingly. Harold, is there anything or Petunia? Either of you want anything else? Petunia, you haven't had a chance. 
Um, I was curious about the the Siren Splendor, the Silver Rooster. Um, out of morbid curiosity, the inconvenience. Okay. And Ooh. the Fox's Whiskers. So Headphones. You're a guy. Oh, sorry, guys. Uh, I don't you're... know why it does that. Yeah, yeah, it's so weird. Um, yeah. The Siren Splendor, as you can tell, looks to be a vial of mash seaweed, maybe? And as they they pull it off of the shelf that is... Boss, what you see is, like, them reach into the thorns. And what everybody else sees is, like, there is a shelf that forms when they reach and pull something from it. It reforms with the growth as they pull it away. Um... Ah, uh, a classic. What does it do? You can sing like the sisters for a performance, not more than 10 minutes. You lose your voice for the day after, as it is oh. against your throat. But it can be used once per season. Interesting. It is it is very cheap. Three clams ah. carved, but not finished. Three what? Well, thank Three items carved, ah. but finished. Uh, well, thank you. That's interesting to know. Probably not something I'll be getting, but thank you for explaining it to me. Yep. Yeah, you just over right here. Go back up. Keep going. There. Okay. Uh, so the bell shaped like a rooster? Yes. With a golden comb, tail, and wings? Yes. When they ring it, it goes quack! <gasps> Does it have a function other than that? Rings it again. <laughs> okay. They kind of want it. This is high. Hmm? Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Petunia. Uh, what do you what do you mean, Sasha? I I was I was just going to say the the eye. Does it have to be part of my body, or can it be a body part from someone else that I possess? The second one. <gasps> oh, okay. Um, and she reaches into her pouch and she pulls out a set of bone dice. Your augury dice. Oh wait, that is my augury dice. Never mind. No, I've got. Uh, she pulls out manticore feathers. Okay. I have a lot of things on me from body parts. <laughs> Go ahead and make a persuasion roll. Okay. And um, the uh, the quacking rooster bell, they put back and say, "I've had this one for quite a while. It costs a firstborn child." Or your best offer. Twenty-four on the like, persuasion. Continue like look to Harold and to Sasha just to make sure she she heard what she heard. Yeah. <laughs> they want your baby. Oh well. No, thank you. But okay. And they put the bell back, and uh, they pull the eyeball and take the feathers and hand you the eyeball. Finley's gonna love this. And she puts it away. 
Uh, and then you said the inconvenience. Yes. <laughs> it looks to be a pristine ivory colored piece of paper. Okay. And upon further examination, I'll ask them, uh, them to explain what this does. Uh, you write the name of the intended upon it. Be specific. And you can run their finger along the edge. The resulting paper cut, paper cut causes them and the target to roll a disadvantage to the concentration of dexterity rolls for an hour, whichever appropriate. It gives them a paper cut, doesn't it? Yeah. That is awful. Real, real nasty, like in the webbing of the fingers. Oh, oh, you had to take it as far as you could. Okay, well, I don't think I have enough spite in my body capable of that. So thank you, but no, uh, thank you for offering that. But no, that's that's not for me. <clears throat> um, hmm. They look towards the looming dark figure with the black mask that is following the Manchun and says, it costs the memory of someone's smile that you once loved. Forgive me. I have no desire to make purchases. Thank you. They not. Is anybody doing anything else? I'm going to ask uh, them what the nature of our deal entails. I... <laughs> I just get nervous when they have to talk. It's just a name. Is it a name that you get to use now? They do not reply. They, that, that, that is all you get from them. No matter how many questions you ask, there is no response. I, I gotta get going, guys. Yep. I agree. Uh, sir, I believe we have spent enough time here. Oh, I, what, I wanted to know what the fox's whiskers do. Oh. Ten long, wiry, white whiskers, tightly bound with rust-red thread. Um, this will hide your tracks for one hour when held behind the back of the last member of the party. Once per year. Hmm. That could be useful you, for you guys. If you, I mean, you should focus on getting stuff for you. I don't know. I haven't found anything other than the book. So maybe not here, but thank you. They nod. Yep. Carol will head out. Beep. Yep, she'll follow. And now I leave. You leave, and the roles we did earlier will count for that. Yes, Vosh, leave with Seisha. Um, yeah. And you go on their way. Do I feel any different? Do I notice anything different? I say my name, nothing weird? No. Nope. Okay. Yeah. Um, and as you all separate, and Seisha leaves. Bye, guys. Bye, Seisha. We're going to go to Thieves' Camp. Uh, let's see. 
So we're going to uh, go to Hidden, hidden escape. escape. Sorry. Uh, that is Hidden Escape is Voss, Harold, V. E. Go ahead and roll. Uh, so, Petunia, are you going to come along with this one? Or are you going to try to find another one to go to? I was just going to say if I could, if I have the time, if I could just tag along with them. Okay, yeah, sure. go ahead. Uh, okay, so I would, okay, so 30 minutes off from the last one, and then we're back to here. Yes, now everybody, uh, survival checks. I rolled 11. Okay, roll 3d10. Nice. Uh, oh, four. Four. Zero, zero, four. Fourteen. Another natural 20. Nice. Nice. Zero is 10. 10. So that's oh. minutes. Yep. 24 minutes. 24 minutes. 24 minutes. Okay, 19 well, minutes. Then I guess this is the last place I'm going to then. You, you won't have time to go to secondhand Smiths. Yeah. So. Um, but uh, everybody for the best. recorded their times. Yeah. I'm at three hours, considering I had thir extra 30 minutes to help Sasha. Got it. All right. A brass etched sign in front of this large, colorful tent reads, Escape. Out front, you see a tall humanoid with six limbs and a thick carapace wearing a very fine tailored tailcoat of bright colors that match his chitness or chitness hide perfectly. Plums of pleasant and beautiful aromatic smoke pour out from inside the tent behind him. As you approach, he clicks an indecipherable greeting in your direction with a waving gesture inside. Strong haze fills the inside of the tent with red ornate lanterns um, that you can see pouring out into the area. Are any of you going inside? Yes. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Same uh, same deal as before. But also, I I wanted to uh, tell Harold and Voss about the box. Of course. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. While you guys are walking and talking, you met up. You can talk about the box. Yeah, I'll just be like, so so I just came from In Plain Sight, and I don't know if it's any interest of you guys, but they happen to have this little box where you can put stuff in it, and no one can detect it at all. Like is invisible. Like they can't use abilities to detect what's inside. That could be a lot of things. That's huge for us right now. It's five hundred gold. I did not have the money for it, but I did get this amulet. Uh, well, that is cool. That's amulet. Yeah, this way people can't detect me. I he's going to check his cash. And knowing what he has to pick up later in the day, he's going to be like, I can spare you a hundred gold? I can donate a hundred as well. Boss <laughs> thinks about it for a moment. How much is the smallest one? 500. It's the smallest one. And you did. I, she held up an amulet and said, "This makes me undetectable." Yeah, this this makes me. This was um, two fifty, and since I'm always detected, I thought it could help me out. 
So between the three of us, if we put 100 gold in a piece, that's 300, so we need 200 left. So if we could maybe, uh, oh, Seisha already left, didn't she? Mm-hmm. Seisha is gone. Benley is- I have 200-ish. That would shore it up. I hate to take that kind of money from you. Yeah, like I, what do you need it for? Well, see, there's this one object we have that is of uh, high importance that it doesn't get into the wrong hands. And I can't really say much more than that. Just know that when I say it's important, you don't know. You should. Petunia, it is better that you do not know what this is at this point in time. Later on, we will tell you the tale of what we had, but not now. Yeah. Justice on this. Everybody we know who's gotten involved has ended up hurt or dead. Especially discussing it here is probably not a good idea. Yeah. Okay. But as soon as we think it's safe to explain, I 100% will explain. I would I would pay you back, Petunia. Yeah, 100%. If it's that important to you. Like, if I had the 500, I would have just spent it. It seems it seems like it's an important item. I, I don't I, I you I obviously don't know the extension of it, but if, so if it's something that I don't. Petunia, you and you I. You guys are in danger. Petunia, always, in all honesty. But you and I can put it at 150 apiece. That's 300 plus the other hundred. Are you willing to do that? I, how about how about this? I I can also like I can throw in a little more. I can only do. I can only spare the one hundred. I could do like one twenty-five, and then, like we each do, one hundred and twenty-five a piece. I'll put in one hundred and fifty. I have the one hundred. That is shores it up to five hundred. Okay. Okay. Well, it helps protect you, boss. You have the most time here, right? Yeah. So I'll pick it up. Okay. I give you a hundred gold. How okay, much? How much am I pitching in? One hundred. Yeah, 125 from each of us. 125? She'll, so, yeah, she'll, she'll look to everyone and be like, I, I think that's worth protecting you. Harold smiles to her and just, he seems very touched by that. Thank you so much, Petunia. You have no idea. Of course. Also, we are not being like blatantly loud in public, obviously. Of course. Yeah. Hey, guys, guess what we got? 125, okay. And you okay. have something that is you know, incriminating or anything. And there's there's murmurs and stuff that s- causes a small cacophony throughout this entire market from all of the wheeling and dealing and people just talking. So somebody listening to you, probably slim to none. Okay. So what's at this place? <laughs> you go. Right. Take note. Okay. The area oh. layered in beautiful silks of deep oranges, reds, and yellow, loosely hung, that obscures the, sh- the booth. Countless decadent, comforting pillows line the floors surrounding multiple hookah pipes that pour in heavy smoke that languidly fills the interior with its pungent and soothing bouquet. You see others laid throughout the room participating in various recreational activities of inhalants, powders, uh, dusts, and even red salt crystals that look to be dropped into the eye to dissolve. 
might be a little intense for me. Um, these days are largely behind me, and uh, and uh, and you can see <laughs> Harold really wants to get involved in all this, but he's looking over at Petunia. He's like, I probably shouldn't do this. <laughs> I know. Petunia is probably more curious as to like the actual oh. materials themselves. It did it again. Sorry. I'm sorry. I don't know why it does it. I'm really sorry. It's terrifying, it's terrifying when it happens. Okay. So uh, you were saying, Petunia? Uh, she was probably just studying, like looking at them in a, in a manner that's curious, but more like, what is that and why? Um, I will say who all is here again? Voss. Yo. Petunia and me. So, oh, not me. I'm not there. Okay. No, you are there. You are there. I see okay. there. Okay, cool. Harold and Voss. I think your passives are both 15. Mm -hmm. 15. Knowing what this tent is, and instantly thinking about the things that could be here, you do see a fine amber powder being passed around either being inhaled or smoked. Okay. Uh, can I make an investigation check to just kind of take a look around and kind of gauge if I can figure out where where it's coming from to get into this room? Oh, uh, no. I mean... No, I, I guess it's already all in there. There's no, like, there's nobody, like, coming out, like, delivering it, setting it up. Yeah. It's okay. fucking into an opium den. Yeah. Okay, got it. Man, fuck, this is not good. Yeah. This is not what I expected. Yeah, Harold's gonna look over the others like with this look like, are we leaving? I think we should be leaving. Yeah, I, I don't know what we would get here. I sweep in front of you and I say loudly enough, my lord, the stench here what does offend your senses and reminds you of your lesser. I apologize for bringing you here. Let's go. Of course. Okay. We will. That was brilliant. Wow, well the done. The posse follows. Um, you guys do not spend the 30 minutes here. As you just kind of walked in, yeah. went, this isn't us. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> nah, not really BFG material. Uh, <laughs> yep, as this 100% is a drug hit. Does this mean I have time to go to second hand? Remember, you have to travel time out too. Right, yeah. but I have two hours. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, I guess I would take away a thirty, so hour and a half. Like you would say, that would take six minutes to walk in and out. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's yeah, completely yeah, yeah. fine. Totally. Yeah. Fine. Okay. <laughs> so I have an hour and a half right I, now. I. Um, is she discussing her plans out loud? I'll say this before I say that. I don't know. Are you? Me? Yeah. yeah. And you want to go to the secondhand? Uh, yeah, I'll say I'm considering going to secondhand Smith's. Um, How much time do you have left? An hour and a half. You may have enough, considering. It'd be the last none stop. Us, none of us can afford, but I will tell you, they are selling your family's metal there. What? If all in steel. It's 1500 for the smallest piece of it. I, can't I mean... Certain nobles can I don't know if they have anything there that may interest you or would be better. And I look at the hair blade on, the back, on her back and say, nothing there really matches that. 
It's up to you whether you want to check it out, but I thought I'd give you a heads up. Yeah. Well, I definitely don't have money right now to buy literally anything else. So maybe I should just go to be safe. Well, uh, if you, uh, yeah, you could go. Um, what? Uh, he's going to look over at Petunia and be like, what are, are we, do we need to, yes, I hear, are we leaving? Are we, are we, are we, are we is there somewhere you need to go? Um, what time do you I, have? I, d- I hadn't, there were, I, I was looking at the other shops. Um, well, you know, just, just, other for, than, just for safety's sake, we should probably all stick together, right? Like, you, you wouldn't mind going to one more shop, right, V? No, I don't mind. Perfect. Awesome. We should all go together. Okay. Where do you want to go? Wherever Petunia wants to go. I don't want to hold anyone up if they have limited time. Well, well boss, I, maybe... I have not been to Thieves' Can yet, nor the Blind Unicorn. I'm interested in both. And you need... Uh, well, you have double as much time as us, so you have time to go to In Plain Sight for the... Yes, thing. I will pick up the box before we leave. Um, well... I'd also say- like to find Vinley. That's a good point. Yeah, where is Vinley? I'll search for her, in any case. If you guys want to leave now, you can. I've got a little bit over an hour left. So where did you want to go again, Harold? Uh, wherever Petunia was going. Where were you going? <laughs> um, it's not it's not serious, but the, we haven't hit the art mart. That's one place we haven't gone. And if it's the black market, there's got to be something interesting there, right? I like art. Let's check it out. I don't know, maybe. Yeah, let's do uh, it. I will separate from you now. Okay. There's nothing there that really interests me, in all honesty. I wish you well. Keep track of your time. I'll look for Vinley if you don't find her by the gallery. Okay. Sounds good to me. I split from the group. Survival check. And Harold <laughs> wipes some sweat off his forehead. I rolled an 11 again. Uh, yeah, go ahead and roll it. Are you okay, Harold? Harold looks over and just is going to... Can I slide up hand it? Hand her a note? Go ahead, make a slide of hand check. 21. I lost 21 minutes. Oh, wow. 22 is what I rolled on my slide of hand check, and I'm going to slip... Goes I slip a note in your hand that just says we have to keep V busy. So, as as you are walking around, Harold. Oh, God. uh, Something catches your attention. Oh, boy. It's not the bombastic display of the tallest vendor stall on this row. It is not its entrancing, ornate design and layout. No. It is not the obvious high-end clientele it seems to attract. It's not even the prestigious paintings and decor that fill every inch and wall space of this massive enclosed gazebo-like structure. It's a voice, but not the one that you've been constantly waiting to hear. You hear this voice and look over to see a mad hatter-like vagrant man wearing a patchwork mended dark tweed Ulster frock coat, his hair white and unkempt, his wrinkling skin pallid and pale with a pink tone as if paper thin. 
when he speaks to lure in some fortunate to buy from his collection, you see two elongated front rodent-like incisors. He does not look like the man you remember your parents manipulating and deceiving in an art deal. Despite all of this, he speaks with the poise and arrogance of haughty aristocrat in a voice that gives you pause. Yes, we have the finest of art pieces from across the lands, including originals from the reclusive visionary Saratuk, a Pepin polo from his Impressionist period, a sketch from the satirist Morgala the Mirthful, the Chilton Quran windscapes, a, uh, a scrap of inked Thayan flesh marked by the infamous Dwarand ink, ink peddler, a painting, Andrik the Mad, made with his smoke from the Plain of Fire. Even a single Wadadavian Delgog cityscape left, old boy. Harold is literally mimicking it because he remembers the exact phrases. He's just like, this guy has had the same kind of fucking, uh, and he just turns around very slowly. It is just like, oh God, how much do I look like dad? as he turns to see this guy. Well, what an excellent collection of art you have, as you see sweat already beating on his forehead. <laughs> Looks to you and then to the goblin accompaniment and the furball standing next to you. Well, yes, good sir. I have the finest wares across the land. Oingo's the name. How can I help you? The Oingo V1.0, is that what we're saying? This is this is who he's based the character on. <laughs> he, he's sitting there, just sweat. He's literally already sheening his face. And he just it looks like Manchun. He's slightly terrified of this art dealer. And he's like, Oingo, huh? That name almost sounds made up. Almost. Just believable enough. He looks super confused and is like, wait, the, yeah. what? Harold just like looks over and looks back and is just like, oh shit, I'm fucking caught. Now she knows. Boingo Boingo's the name. Yes. Great aunt dealer across the land. That's, uh, that's great. That's um, amazing. We would love to take a quick look. Um, you two take most of the looking and tell me what you find. And if there's anything worth buying, I'm going to be over here. I'm feeling a bit sick. <laughs> take a walk away and like lean against the wall and wipe my forehead. The the art, art in this booth starts at 2,500 gold. Holy shit. <laughs> you see, uh, as you're like looking back nervous, uh, the Delgog city gate, the cityscape. Um, of a water deep is the same one that you sold as <laughs> as Oingo <laughs> to the tabaxi. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh, Harold like turns and his eye catches it, and he just <laughs> no. <laughs> um, but he looks over at Batuti. He's like, "Yes, let's look quickly, very quickly." <laughs> Uh, but yeah, there's there's sculptures, there's paintings, um, but the the most interesting one is probably the, s the scrap of Thayan flesh 
that looks very similar to uh, why do I always forget his name? Blaven. Blaven. Mm -hmm. Yes, to Blaven's skin, as it is a uh, you know a, a section of skin that is tattooed. Yep. Uh, uh, go ahead. I, I was about to say, um, since Harold very quickly wants to leave, how much time would you say we spent here? Since I had to waste twenty-one minutes getting here. Um, this will be the. This we're gonna stop you here. So okay. Might d distract your attention. You can round that up to nine minutes. Yeah. Round that okay. off. Go ahead and round that off. But we're figured as much. All right. So Finley, are you go? You went back and you got some scrolls. Yes, I went back to the Tome Raider and bought two scrolls. Do you want me to tell everyone what they were? Yeah. They were Spirit Shroud and Alarm. Oh, oh that's a good spell. Oh, spirit shroud. No one's getting in my room or anyone else's room without me knowing anymore. <laughs> um, Voss, go ahead and make uh, an investigation. This is a new chair and it just creaked so loudly. Didn't hear it. You didn't, Voss. 19. 19? Okay. okay. You run into Vinley and you're, as you make your way through, Vinley's on her way out of the tome shop as you kind of just intersect paths. I, um, I keeping up. Once you see the one person, you see them over and over again throughout the rest <laughs> of the convention. <laughs> um, I also, trying to keep up with the ruse of what I am, having moved around kind of serpent snake-like, kind of bow my head, not as low as I would to Harold, but to her a little bit. Oh. And as I come in close, uh, to kind of speak normally. Have your shopping expedition been successful? It's been wonderful, actually. I actually had a gift bought from me earlier. <laughs> Are you laughing? Yeah, why? Uh, no, I'm, I'm sorry. It's Never mind. Uh, I'm glad you're having a good time. I was actually um, just on my way to either find you or our tall friend. Uh, I only have like an hour or so left, and I, I felt like I could just walk around for, with someone for a little bit. Yeah, I have two stores I'm planning on producing. Um, let's see. I'm I can wrong. go to the other one later. There's about might an be. hour and a half left. <laughs> okay. Uh, perhaps we could go to the blind unicorn next. Have you been there yet? No, I haven't. I... Do you have any idea what it is? Not at all. I'm but hoping I... it sells no. some sort of stabbing implement. <laughs> oh, my guess for that would have been the secondhand smith. I've been there already. They're selling these family steel there. Very impressive and very out of our price range, unfortunately. Interesting. What did it look like? Was it like just a chunk of metal? No. It moved. It was like liquid at times, then solidifying. Strong. Life and light. Impenetrable. I've never seen anything like it. 
It has to be done by some sort of magic. There's nothing like this that works naturally. Well, there's... Uh, there's certain things, certain metals. I don't know much about metals, but there are certain metals that, because of their proximity to certain ley lines. Anyway, um, you wanted to go to the blind unicorn. Yes. Well then, take me there. I don't know. So, as you start to make your way, and as you're, you, the other three are starting to leave the um, art mart, art mart with Oingo Boingo. You're welcome, Ethan. That's amazing. Thank you. <clears throat> a small chilling wind washes over you as a light flurry of snow flutters by like dandelions being blown away in the wind. You notice a few of the vendors avert their eyes while patrons seem to be captivated by something or someone that just passed by the area. The, the, I... the vendors avert their eyes? Yes. Could I try to catch a glimpse of whoever this was? Uh, if you would like to try and investigate or follow them, uh, you can make, uh, you can do that. Um, I will try to, if I'm doing that, I want to do that without being seen. That's possible. You can do Same. A, you can do a stealth. Uh, right. What are three of you doing? Oh, deal. Pretty good. Should we investigate or should we not? Ethan, you're a little too far away from the mic. Should we investigate or should we not? If we're aware of this, um... Yes, you are aware of this. Like, uh... Snow flutters past you as well. Yeah, um, I, I want to know. Mm-hmm. 23. Uh, if people are being stealthy about it, could I send my familiar to investigate? Uh, you can follow, and you can use that as your uh, as your flavor for stealth. Okay. Twenty three. Uh, okay, twenty three. Got it. What'd you get, Venom? Sorry. Um, for stealth, I actually also got a twenty three. It was a natural twenty. Oh, nice. I got an eleven. <laughs> okay. I got a one, but I'm gonna make that an eleven. Uh, so, uh, one. Is you're a halfling? Huh? You can re-roll one. Oh, I can re-roll that without using my port, and you're absolutely correct. Thank you for that. I should know this. Um, in that case. Well, careful. Watch your voice. It's, it's acting like it's gonna do the thing. Give it a second. Should be I good. Can't. <laughs> I think we're good. I think we're good. Roll. It definitely prepared for my ears to be blown. Got it. V, are you uh, trying to be sneakier? Rolling for stealth? Yeah. Uh, sure. Why not? All my new items. <laughs> oh. Six. All right. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Too bad the amulet doesn't make me stealthy. Pull it away. It does, but not really. <laughs> uh, as you follow the light dusting of snow, 
that dances in the air and the slight melting frost that clings to the flagstone pathway. You catch a glimpse of some of the most elegant elven robes you've ever seen that shimmer in stark whites, icy blues, melancholy grays, and glimmering silvers before they disappear behind another vendor's hallway. As you turn the corner, you watch the pale-skinned elf speak a few words to armed hobgoblins as he looks towards you. Towards the uh, the three Harold, Petunia, and V. His bright blue irises edged in a pitch black ring pierce through your soul like daggers. A single tear falls across his cheek before crystallizing like a gemstone glued to his skin. We recognize him. Yes. Yes, you do. Everyone's insight immediately triggers your empathy to be overtaken with pity and sorrow for the captivating creature. The hobgoblins begin walking in your direction. For the others, you are unseen. But for those three, the hobgoblins are walking towards your direction. Um, I have a question. I was going to say, Voss and Binley, you do also see the other three as they are noticed. Um, And uh, know that you have not been noticed as you were not the tail that was caught. Uh, What are you two doing before we get to the other three? Binley looks at Voss with an eyebrow raised that says, are we about to do this? You're, You're muted. muted. <laughs> I say to her quietly, we can't start a fight here without being immediately banished, so unless we want to lose the little things I want to Stage whisper. I can't engage in a fight yet. Just wait to see how this goes. This may not be a big deal. Uh... But prepare in case we have I will send Savard around the back to Harold. Like, I'll send Savard around to land on Harold's shoulder. Mm -hmm. And then once Harold makes, like, looks at Savard, just Savard starts to fly away towards the direction of the door. Okay. Okay. The two hobgoblins approach you uh, and they are clad in full plate and specifically approach you, Harold, and uh, begin walking your way. One thing I want to do, okay. just in case, I if I'm hidden in from view, I want to switch Bentley's mask off my face and put on Nims. Okay. okay. Got it. You can you can do so, just try and like real Yeah. Quick. Are they drawing weapons? They are not drawing, not weapons. drawing weapons. I'm just, just waiting. Staring as if I'm waiting to see what they have to say to me. Approaching, yeah, okay. Yep. So as they do, they actually come to you and bow their heads. My lord, the winter's wind requests your presence. Follow us. We will escort you to the private tent. And I look other two. And they say, The winter's wind wants to know why you're following his eminence and the master of many faces. He lifts a hand as if to tell them not to answer that and looks at them. Are you questioning my choices? This is my personal guard 
I just hired them for this specific mission across many planes, across many worlds, and you are questioning me now. At this point, I would like to, seeing how this ruse is going, slip out behind both of them, still unnoticed, and just kind of stand. Okay. Make me a uh, deception check. Okay, absolutely. Intimidation. Or intimidation. Either one. Either one. Boy, I hope that acorn works. <laughs> you know, uh, I'm only, it's only three off from my deception. Let's do an intimidation. Let's see if that acorn works. Why not, right? I'm going to get another hat to wear on top of the acorn so I don't look like a doofus wearing an acorn. But yeah, you know what? I'm probably not wearing it right now. I'm probably not wearing it while I'm being. What's that? It's a hat on a hat thing. Yeah. You get. Um, so yeah, we'll your mic just went weird. Oh no. Are you still here? You're still here. I'm still here. Yeah. 25 on my intimidation check. Nice, nice, nice. Just they like kind of take a step back and go, oh, we're, we're sorry, my lord. I, we didn't know. We thought they were, we thought they were following you. Our apologies. Um, I look up and I'm, I'm like, Mr. R, would you please have our friends step back to their posts? And I look to Voss behind them. And at the point when they turn around, I open my mouth to speak and say, You are disturbing his eminence. Cease immediately. And I will sweep my coat as I walk around them. Okay. Um, and they bring you to the tent that uh, you watched the winter's wind walk into. And oh God! Here we fucking go. This isn't what I expected. <laughs> My blood pressure is. Yeah, I went from like, wow, that was a fun shopping mission. Didn't find out much though. To oh God, I'm gonna die here. It's fine. Um. So as you enter, you hear two words, as if in the middle of a sentence. Has suffered is a man who is blessed. The many-faced master has a special assignment for you. A particular significant delivery will be arriving tomorrow. And he then looks towards everyone entering and you see four individuals um, sitting in this room at, at a long table. Um, Make sure Voss has a good look at all of them. I am looking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like. And <clears throat> seeing you, Harold, he just smiles and continues. Meet with Thrakis, a butcher on Chop Street at 11 a.m. This item is of most, the utmost importance to be retrieved for him quickly and quietly. I do not bring unwanted attention to yourselves. It took a lot of work to break this item free from the clutches of the Sacrosaints. I usher you with this warning. Do not open the box. It is his property and his alone. Defy this and you herald his wrath as he looks towards you, Harold. I just nod knowingly. 
just very simply. This will be done. We live to serve. And as he turns to look at you, and he bows to you. All right, everyone. Our time is almost up. Head out. And you see the man talking is a human male. Uh, And getting up, you see a half-elf male with what appears to be... uh, uh, sorry, uh, yeah, um, so you see the one who spoke was a thin, gruff-looking man with a slick back white mohawk clad in layered leathers stitched together with heavy twine. His face is heavily scarred and shadowed by the rough, dark stubble. The second, the half-elf, is barefooted, scraggly-looking, and unruly, pitch-black bedhead hair, ears adorned with multiple gold piercings, is covered in rusted metal scraps layered with rough, raw-edged leather scraps bound, buckled, and tied to his body. Following them is an imposing half-orcish woman who's mere, more green skin than most half-orcs that you've seen, reveals her less diluted bloodline. You can barely see her face, but her silver-plated tusks shine through the shadows of her deep leather hood. She walks with purpose and strides easily and unhindered by the half-plate and refined leather armor she wears. Skulking behind her is a three-foot deep gnomish woman with dark gray skin. Her lightweight gray hood falls over her long, thick brigandine armor. You watch as her metal bracers flip into wrist-wielded katar blades as she begins to move uh, into the crowd and you watch them all disperse and go in different directions. Yeah, and Benley, you see this as they're leaving the this yurt as you have stayed on the outside. Yeah, I keep an eye out. Okay. And roughly how much time do I have left? Because I know that's how much time everyone except for Voss in the tent has. Uh, you're fairly close to needing to be out. Back. Less than yeah. her, but more than 30 minutes? Yeah. Okay. Um, <clears throat> all of those that are in the yurt it is a small simple open room and you see the winter Aladrin sit at the head of a singular long dark wood dinner table suspended by a massive winged serpent a kuatl carved from snake wood surrounding the room is a collection of some of the finest art pieces and carvings sculptors paintings masks pottery sheet music you've ever seen Harold, you notice one of the painted cityscapes you sold as Oingo. And you all also see one of the monstrous painted creations by Kalein, the former mistress of the Galt Neverin. That you remember could animate out, that she could animate out of the painting. The cold, calculated, calm man looks up at you with his blue irises edged in a pitch black ring that pierced through your soul like daggers. We need everybody to make Wisdom saving throws. Except for Benley and Seisha. <laughs> Great. Uh, Harold, you can make this at advantage. Oh, so I think advantage, right? Because, uh, yeah. It is charm. Should've gotten an amulet that gives me huh. immunity to wisdom saving throws. I rolled the same roll on both of them, 19. Okay. <laughs> One. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I don't know what your mic is doing, Petunia. That was horrifying, 
Petunia, but uh, V naturally rolled a one. Oh no. All right, try again, Petunia. 21, got it. <laughs> 18 for me. All right. Uh, everybody but V is fine. V. What's gonna happen to me? Let's do it. So, what mental torture am I gonna have today? Yep. You are just overwhelmed with such sorrow and you, sadness looking at this Eladrin that you feel pity towards him. My birthday. Armed uh, under the effects of charm, basically, yeah, you, while you're in his presence. You do not want to harm him. You see him as someone that, who has suffered enough. Yep. It's V's birthday, and she can cry if she wants to. <laughs> oh, Lord. I love it. <laughs> the girls don't cry. This one. Uh, as, don't cry, yeah, yeah. as everyone of the other group leaves, he speaks up. Ah, if it wasn't, if it isn't the ones who put a damper on our hero dust operation. I must admit, I am impressed. Your disguises are impeccable. It was he who gave you away. As he points to you, Harold. The rest was just cognitive deduction. He winces at him and says, and how did I give us away? Your stunt at the theater yesterday, I believe, breaks the treaty you had with him. But thanks to me, he hasn't heard of this minor transgression. I am understanding. I know that this was a simple case of wrong place, wrong time. And you just made an honest mistake. Although I wouldn't say it is wise to masquerade as the great Manchun. You ask what your mistake was? You have your left hand. Uh, I don't know what he means by that at all. You do. Oh, do I? Manchun has a metallic. Oh, that's true. That's a good point. That's a good point. But I'm I'm saying this not in play. Okay. Didn't you specifically say, Ethan, that you wanted him to like not fully look like Manchun? I did. Yes, but every every Manchun. Shit. Okay. Yep. So in the face, yeah, hundred percent. That's why it's worked so far. Yep. But so I assume you've done this favor for me, so that you can now expect me to do a favor for you. I'm sure you've seen the monetary incentive promulgations with your visages of your capture. You're gonna have to dumb that one down a little bit. The wanted bounty hunting posters. Yeah, I've seen them. I can make sure they disappear and your names do not reach Manchun's ears once again. And as you say, it will be at a small cost. And what cost is that? <laughs> you remember what happened last time you stoked his ire. How is your... What was his name again? What was he? A servant? A waiter? Friend? I think you should stop pushing and just get to the point. Fine. You're no fun. 
although it is intriguing to watch your pain build and sorrow. But there is a lord in Waterdeep that has given us problems and what would like, we would like that problem to disappear permanently. You're hiring me to assassinate someone? Do you accept this task or shall I send for Manchu now? I, oh, I feel so bad for my him. My eyes peer around the room. Is he the only one in here? He's the only one in here. Oh, come on, guys. He's been through so much. We might as well help him out. Do I? I will say this. What do I feel coming from Harold right now? Because oh. I know the last time we were in Xanathar's guild, he was going to start some shit in a bad place. Harold is one. Harold clearly wants to do something, but isn't. Okay. He, he wants to jump him, but it's like we'd have to keep it in. The, we'd have to get him in the first round without with him not being able to get out of the tent. Okay, that's I'm never just gonna, that's never gonna happen. I'm so, just standing close to you and just. Harold just takes a long breath, and he says, "I'm not saying yes or no. Tell me the details." Thardic Starbuckler. You have until the end of the week. Starbuckler. Do I recognize that voice? I mean, I recognize that name? Yeah, you do. That's a Master Lord on the list. Well, you, because the name sounds familiar. Voss, you particularly know that to be one of the names on the list. Does yeah. V know this person, but personally? You, you all recognize this name besides Petunia, but because of Keen Mind, Voss instantly knows that Thardux Starbuckler was one of the names that did not have a check mark. Right, but does V like from her, you know, yes, life you, know him? The Starbuckler name, they're a noble family in Okay, um, but I just know their name, I don't know them. Yeah, they are uh, coffee grounds. Uh, they made their fame off of coffee grinds. I love you guys so much. The coffee grinds? <laughs> you are next level genius. Shit. Starbuckler, I'm so angry that it took me a second. I'm okay. really mad. Uh, Katie's really mad. V still feels really bad for him. And she goes, the coffee guy? Yes. What did he do? What did he, did he hurt you? Is that why you're so sad? He like a huge, like a, a coy evil grin stretch across his face and he goes, he decided not to fall in line as he looks back towards Harold. I thought you were about to say love. Fine. Till the end of the week, then. Harold, does on an out of play level, does Harold think there's any chance if we fought him here, it could go quietly? You don't know? Quietly, like in a way that we won't get screwed. Quietly, it's combat, so I can't tell you. I can't tell. You, I also can't tell you if it would be in your favor or not. Right. I place a hand on your shoulder and say, "Fight the entire black market, not just him." I know how you feel. Have it served cold. I do like iced coffee. I slowly I'm stand back. That's <laughs> still, I think that's, yeah, I like that. I like that. I do. She leans in and whispers that. I do like iced coffee. <laughs> Harold kind of 
clenches his fist and rests his chin on it as he's like thinking and staring at this guy. And I mean, it wouldn't take a pretty huge insight to be like to tell that Harold's pissed off. Um, but he's going to say, "Well, you, you caught me in a bad place, I guess." And he's going to stand up. And he's going to immediately start planning how to kill this guy by the end of the week. And as as you stand up, you watch as he fades into swirls of snow as he dissipates before your eyes. Ah! Mm. Harold is going to take everybody outside and we'll start heading towards the exit. And by the way, while we're looking for the exit, I want to look for the lady who was screaming and was trying to get out. Is B I... still affected by this, like, pity for the dude now that he's gone? It's so sad. Yeah, the coffee man hurt him. <laughs> did they forget your eyes? They got your order wrong. They spelled his name wrong. Did you, did you tell everyone, eyes. did you tell everyone that you're getting ready to leave? Yeah. I come to you and say, I can't leave yet. I have some extra time. Oh, no, yeah, you take your time. I understand if all of the rest of you want to go, though. I assume we've met up with Venley, and she's a part of this conversation, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't have much time, actually. I have to go now. Yeah. Go. We have to leave. Go, then. I have some things I need to do, but I'll join the rest of you later tonight. Sounds good. And uh, I'd like to look for that lady who was screaming, wanting the exit. Yeah, as you're going to leave, anybody is uh, searching, um, rule of two. Uh, make an investigation check. Uh, I will I'll, let. I'll let Harold and Petunia do that one. Okay, yeah, come on, come on, Petunia. I'm gonna look at Petunia, and I'm gonna put her on my shoulders, uh, and I'm gonna say, "Come on, we're the best team ever. Let's do this." And I'm gonna give her bardic inspiration for that role. Okay. And there's my terrible investigation. Twelve. <laughs> And you can add a D8 to yours, Petunia. If I wanted to use my portent on this Good, we're good, we're good, no, we're good. We're good, we're good. it's okay, it's okay. It's, it went away, right away. The Sorry, I don't know why. I just, I've never heard of this kind of mic problem before. I don't know. I wouldn't even know where to diagnose this. I don't know, you're good. You're good now, you're good. Um, if I wanted to use my portent on this, would the D8 still apply? Of course. Yeah, the portent okay. just changes what your D20 roll was. Yep. Okay. And that is, okay. Okay, so I, I'm, I'm going to use that 11 now, and that makes it an 18. Okay. Nice. Okay. Excuse uh, me, 19. Got it. Um, as you're walking around, you don't see her, like, freaking out and trying to skirt the walls anymore but and all of the people here are heavily shadowed and you're walking away from a lot of the looming light and as this whole place is just almost cast in darkness um but you do see near the area a woman kind of cuddled up and just like not crying but just in deep contemplation as she looks fairly familiar uh when Petunia points her out, Harold will set her back down and we'll both kind of walk back over to this lady and Harold's gonna reach a hand down and be like, hey, uh, hi, Harold. Um, don't go around saying that. Um, 
you look like you were trying to get out earlier. Yeah, the door's gone. Um, I just, I gotta figure out a different way. It'll be fine. I can get some We were about to leave. I was just gonna say we could, like, hold your hand and try to guide you through the same door we go through. It's, it's a shot in the dark, but I'd be willing to try it. Okay. Uh, sure. Yeah, we can try. Right? What? And then, like, you hold out your hand, and she goes to take it, and then she recoils, and she goes, What do you want? Nothing. I, I, I'm literally just trying to leave, and I, we just saw you, and... Nothing's free. Especially here. What do you want? <laughs> um... I demand of you a hearty handshake when everything's done. I seriously, I don't want anything. Are you a fae? I don't know now. I don't no, think so. I hope not. Know that. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Finley will step up while they're babbling and lean down to where she's sitting and like lean close to her and says, listen, this isn't going to cost you anything. Either you try it now or we're going to walk away. We only have like five minutes left so come on okay okay and she gets up and the door is still there illuminated in a thin light you open okay. it you can see the entrance and into- i'm going to try to guide her through the door first so that i'm not like leaving her behind if i can't get her through as you push her forward you feel resistance as you fall through her Oh, shit. Yep. Oh, that's brutal. Oh, that's brutal. Happy birthday! <laughs> I, I I keep hearing that they have to, quote-unquote, find another way through. I don't know if there's any... <sighs> Sorry. Okay, it's gone. Yeah. It went away. It goes, it goes, it like comes and goes like instantly. What do you demand? What do you demand of me, Elder God? <laughs> <laughs> if there uh, was some sort of investigation or anything, <laughs> Tinium, are you ask, really? Like, yeah, you might have to mess with your mic settings a little. Yeah. So, um, as you as you look around, and I think I get the gist of what you're saying. Uh, as you look around and try and kind of see anything. There doesn't appear to be any anything around. You don't know how long she's been sitting here. Dude, she's obviously been sitting here for at least three and a half hours. I have an idea. Okay, what is your idea? Um, roughly how much time do we have left? I would say about 30 minutes. Yeah, 20. Yeah. Um, Max, maybe. I turn to her and I look her dead in the eyes again and I say, what is your name? Shimentaria. Shimentaria. Uh, we're going to go through and see if we can procure you a way out. Like, 
out of play. Do you mean go back into the market or are you going to go out? Ask the doorman if he can let her out. Okay. Okay. Does that sound good? I don't know if that works, but anything's worth a shot. All right. Well, then, everyone, let's go. Through the door. He goes through the door. I make sure everyone. Not want to risk getting stuck. (laughs) Uh, Harold, you're already on the other side. Yeah. Yeah. uh, I'm going to ask that guy at the door. um, Well, no, I'm going to look around and make sure nobody else is there. Is he still there? Um, Morris is still there. Yeah. Is there anybody else there? Not currently. I'm going to turn to Morris and be like, uh, thanks. A little intense, though. Someone's stuck on the other side. Any chance you can help me get them back out? Uh, nobody, I, nobody I really know. Just, you know, sad lady. As I said, time cannot be bartered. Fair Once enough. V comes out, she goes, so what happens to people who get stuck? They either become part of the market or they have to find another way out. Is there another way out? He just shrugs. Uh, I have a question. With the door being open and Vinley standing on the other side, can she hear what they're saying on the other side? You can. Everybody else that looks back, um, the door is closed. Gotcha. Okay. Part of the market. Same door. Um, Vinley will turn to her and say, um, perhaps you should go to the Helping Hearts, see if there's any way the woman there can help you. She kind of solemnly nods her head and then thanks for trying. If you ever find yourself in Waterdeep, come find me, okay? I won't look like this, but you'll know his name and I'm usually with him as she starts walking through the door. Okay. And she'll start walking back into the market and you leave and the door closes behind you and the guy continues and says, I don't run the market, I just run the door. Hey, I'm not not judging and I'm going to head back towards town to pick up my thing. Um, as Finley walks out, just under her breath, she says, if you work the door, perhaps you should know how to open it. As she walks out. Spicy! Just how to open it from his side. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's not his market. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, Harold, we know what you're doing. Seisha, we know that you've been doing a couple of things um, to push this along. Um, it's about l- later midday, um, and you notice as you all return to the tavern. I have not returned to the tavern. We know. Okay. We, you will be late. Um, you all return to a tavern. There's a sense of worry that fills you as you notice, like, even though it's dusk, not fully shadowed, you notice that there's not a single window uh, lantern or illuminated sign or even street lamp that permeates through the shadows. Nothing is alit. It is completely snuffed out. Why is it? That's not good. Why is everything so dark? Um, I don't know. As I say, as I squeeze Petunia's hands, like, in like reassurance like no this is I totally know <laughs> Finley will uh, stand next to V and says perhaps you should go first 
none of us can really take a hit. And as, okay. as you're walking up, waiting outside, looking panicked, is a familiar strawberry blonde nobleman with a fine blue doublet. Oh, thank the gods, something has happened. Renair! The whole alley is missing, swallowed in darkness. Come inside, we can talk there. I don't know what's going on, but the only light that seems to work is the heart. And that is where we're going to end tonight's session. That was Renee, right? That yes, was that Renee. Was. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, Ethan did it. No face. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I thought, I was like, is it Renee? I was like, it's either, <laughs> it's either like Renee or Floon. Strawberry yeah, blonde. That's, that's why I was like, did Floon just show up? I don't know. But then he started speaking. as like, oh, it's Renee. Never mind. Yeah, there's the strawberry blonde in rose gold hairs. They, yep. they look. Kind of similar. Yeah. Okay. The gay one. And freaking out. We just got we got raided. We got we got raided. Oh, I was about to be like, when did everyone get really intense about the patriarchy about it? but yeah. Thank you for the raid. by that I mean dismantling it. Well, we just finished. Thanks for the raid. Yeah. Thanks for coming. I was stopping by. See you next oh, time. One, one last thing. I would have switched that mask off and gotten onto the other one. By the way, you guys are muted, I think, DMs. Yeah. Also, V feels very cute in her new pocket dress and boots and amulet. We're going to pretend the amulet's cute. Yeah. Oh, it, the image online. It's gorgeous. Yeah, uh, but <laughs> nice and everything nice. Uh, thank you so much uh, for those of you uh, who are aware. Uh, they are a 5th uh, edition D&D game played by the Disney princesses. Uh, oh, wow. Oh. Oh, it's wonderful, wonderful show. Please, 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 uh, go support them. Check go, them out. Go support them. <laughs> and them out. Uh, we 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 uh we hate that you came right at the end of the episode. Uh, we are, but uh, thanks for for coming and hanging out. But while you're here, feel free to enter our giveaway. <laughs> yeah, we have uh, hashtag Eldritch to win to possibly win an Eldritch Foundry miniature. Hashtag Dice to win a rainbow D set of D20s from Die Hard Dice. And then hashtag beyond in order to win uh, the bundle. Source book bundle from D&D Beyond. Thir book. Different books from D&D Beyond. Yeah. Portal uh, package. Pulse please, please <laughs> join us every Sunday because we do giveaways every week. Yeah. <laughs> and always Eldritch Foundry. We try and do as much D&D uh, Beyond. Yep. So we love our sponsors so much for taking great care of us. Yes. Uh, but hey, shopping episode in the black market in the black and market yeah so much anxiety <laughs> uh we know that uh, Voss, there's a few more shopping that you're going to be doing that we'll get to next week um and then we will be if possible if you can make it again uh have a returning uh yes uh real quick i want to take a pause on that and also mention that we're doing an extra life uh donations as well uh, for our new viewers um, which uh, the link will be in the Twitch chat but we are raising money for Extra Life for Tabletop Appreciation Week weekend uh, to help raise some money for some sick kids. So uh, Yay Extra Life and yay Ray. Yes and yes we should be if possible if she can join us again for next week at least for the first half. Um, We're just going to keep dominoing these until you can't. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're here forever. Uh, <laughs> yours now the kooky weird shops of the black market oh yeah a lot of a lot of puns a lot of information a lot of unique items that you can see that exist in the world and 
Very cool. <laughs> you know, honestly, I hope things end between us and the Zantarum on amicable terms so that we can continue to shop at their market. <laughs> I just, yeah, I just hope like this coffee dude is like actually really evil, so. Yeah, or I, I can at least get the business card of the Helping Hearts. No. I bet the beans he sells are overpriced and like smells burnt anyways. He's like, <laughs> like the nicest guy in Waterdeep who feeds puppies on the street and takes in starving children. And yeah, and one time the Zatarm were trying to escape somewhere and he held the door and wouldn't let them through and they, they were like, I'll remember yeah. your face. And he's like, I don't care i'm i'm a good guy yeah that's that's what he's gonna be wonder if, makes delicious lattes i wonder if you guys remember what all of those names on that list were uh i, I don't remember off the top uh, of my head but list? i have a file that has it Stardock oh, starbuckler was Best one of them Lords? what's Stardock, his name starborker Stardock starbuckler was one of them okay. uh the Omeliana Gathala, or um, Elerthak Oh, yeah, Gathala it's me. I'm the Master Lord. Nope. Elerthak, Elerthak Gathala um, was one of them. Yeah. It's um, more so saying what uh, Cadgans just said. Yeah. They're Master Lords. Yeah. 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 I mean, V doesn't know that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so V's like, I hope he's a bad guy. I don't know. <laughs> they call me the Starborker. You know, one time Starbuckler wore army pants and flip flops, so I wore army pants and flip flops. <laughs> one time he punched me in the face. <laughs> I hear he does car commercials in Japan. <laughs> We're going to pull some winners. Uh, Waiting uh, and get those announced. Uh, <laughs> Uh, reached out through Twitch Whispers, so make sure you can accept Whispers, as that's how I will reach out to you, and we would like to get you your prize. Yep. Um, but who's it gonna be? It's me, Bailey. Whenever you're ready. But yeah, while that comes in, whew, what an episode! I, I screwed up. I'm so sorry, Lauren. <laughs> but, but you guys are eating it up, so I know it'll be fun regardless. <laughs> I'm just yeah, happy you, I get you really you really screwed it up, man. Like you totally gave away your disguise. Yeah. Yeah. How could you do that, Harold? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Harold. <laughs> so out of character. Yeah. Harold. Yeah. Oh, I've got 300 gold on my name. That's funny. Hey, law official. Let me tell you my full name loud as it possibly can. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Station Bass, but uh, interesting name, sir. Hi, I'm walking bag of money. <laughs> <laughs> Come here and stab me, vagrant. You know, you have something stuck in your throat. Your voice is a little high. Also, the Oingo <laughs> thing was such a lovely touch to bring Boy up Girl Harold's parents and stuff. Wow. Boingo. So is Oingo Boingo uh, Harold's dad? No, Oingo <laughs> Boingo is someone that Harold's dad like, shorted and basically screwed. Got it, got it. And Harold was a part of the, the ruse and he was like, I'm going to save that name Oingo because that sounds <laughs> so artsy and I'm going to use that as my artsy name because nobody's going to find Oingo Boingo. Okay. And, and they brought him. That was weird. Okay. Uh, I have winners. Uh, they apparently did not want to uh, give me my notifications when I had it open. That was really weird. Uh, okay. Winner of the Elder Foundry miniature is uh, Sophia Rosegleam. Sophia Rosegleam. It's a that's a really princess, great name. It's a princess name. They must have come from the princess stream. <laughs> <Got it. laughs> of the Beyond bundle is Neon Skeletor. 
Ooh. I'm a fan of yours. Ooh, I love these names. Good name. Uh, all right, and the winner of the Die Hard Dice is Hornest34. Yay! Ooh, Hornest. You're super pretty. Is that like a horn doctor? No, he's trying to be Hornest with you and not hurt your feelings. <laughs> hey. Neon Skeletor is a really uh, rad name. I'm jealous. Yeah. Is that. <laughs> be excellent to each other, and may you always roll with advantage. Good night, everybody. Night. Guys. Wow, what an episode. Thanks for listening. And for more, feel free to catch us live on Sundays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time and 4 p.m. Pacific Time on twitch.tv slash rockpunchatl. And remember, be excellent to each other. And may you always roll with advantage. Rock punch.